What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hey, What You Watching, the weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode 76, I Know You Did Last Podcast, and I'm your host, Matt Curione, and with me as usual is... Hey, it's your co-host, Marcelo Pico. How you doing, Matt? Pretty good. Uh, how's dinner? <laughs> good, yeah. I <laughs> went out for a jog and meeting sandwich as we record, which is not the thing to do. Uh, Was it a... Was it 110 what? degrees again? No, no. <clears throat> the reason Matt is referring to... Because if you don't follow me on Twitter... Uh, I Which understand. you should. I know, I understand if you don't. It's fine. Um, this past week I tweeted out that uh, I was uh, making the mistake of going out for a jog in 100 degree weather. You're, you're insane. Well, time issues, Matt, uh, didn't permit me to go out later like I usually do. Because tonight... Okay. Tonight I went out like around seven and got back uh, by the you know the, the sun was going down by then and it wasn't uh, brutally hot like it was this past week when I went out at like four p.m. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like really hot to go running. Yeah, um, well, not running but jogging. I mean, I, I did know. a jog. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I, I have to do five miles, so I'm not gonna. I'm not there you do yet. Five miles a day. <sighs> I'm or are trying you to up to it. I'm trying to. Huh. I'm trying to average five. No wait, twenty five a week. So, oh, yeah. Damn. So we'll see, see. I always tell I always tell myself that I'm gonna exercise, but I uh, don't because <laughs> uh, I'm awful and lazy. See, I've gotten into a habit of, and this is I guess a bad habit. Like it's I, part, but I was just gonna say I I work out, I go out and you know jog and lift weights, and then like there then there, there's a point where I get. Uh, you know, busy with work or whatever, and, and I don't do that. Yeah, and I just feel like crap. So you gotta you gotta learn to type with one hand and lift the uh, the dumbbell with the other <laughs> one. I've I, seen people do it; it's awkward, but it works. I, I feel like crap if I don't go out and and run or jog or you know take a walk. So because yeah, you've made it part of your schedule, it's your routine now. Pretty much. So and I, if you don't do it, you're missing something. Yeah. So I guess that's a good habit to have. You no, know, it is very good habit. It's I say than my habits. I say a bad habit because I tend to fall out of that workout routine, and then I have to you know get back into it. So you need you need a Mickey in your corner. Yes. Uh, you, don't, need, you need a small man, small old all. man, like urging you on. We all we all need a Mickey in our corner. But hey, uh, I mean, Matt, who's your Mickey? Yes, I don't really have one. I just have I have my cartoon dog. There you go. It's and his, like, it's his like encouragement dog. and his encouragement is kind of you know like hey, just lie down on the couch and let's binge all of Thirty Rock because that's what we're doing now. What is the name of Rocky's dog in the Rocky movies? Isn't it Poochie? Is it Poochie? Oh, Punchy. Punchy. No, well, that's, that's, that, that's his Balboa. dog in Rocky Balboa. Yeah, Punchy. I don't know. Rocky I dog. I does he have a dog in the other ones? I don't remember a dog. I thought he did. Or maybe I know Adrian worked in a pet store. Oh, he had a turtle. Yes, right? I forget his name. Okay. Or hers name, or you know, whatever, whatever it wants to be. Hold on. I'm not gonna judge. Rocky. 
Oh, Butkus the dog? Butkus? Yeah, that's... No, that's the, the dog. dog in Rocky Balboa is punchy. No, it's... A, no, no, no. This is the dog from 1 and 2, it says here. Okay. I'm on... A, oh, yeah, he, I'm he on have a dog, yes. Yeah, I'm on TotalRocky.com. I thought you were on, like, the Rocky Wiki. Because well, I'm sure it exists. Ye, I think this might be a wiki. Or oh, God. A, a fancy wiki. It has... it. <laughs> the listeners... Uh, we're sponsored by TotalRocky.com. We are. They have like a nice little uh, header with each movie, Rocky, Rocky Two, all, all the way to Creed. It's like Ooh. a it's like a nice looking wiki, sort of. Creed Two is happening. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know all the details, but I just heard that it's happening. Well, you might be referring to that uh, crazy Instagram like uh, picture thing that Stallone tweeted out. Like last week, right? I didn't. I didn't see that. I just heard people talking about it. Uh, what do you tweet out? What do you do? Well, I can't believe you missed this, but yeah, I'm out of the loop on this one. I think it was last week. I think it was the during. It was during the Fourth of July holiday. So sorry, I was distracted by the president's son tweeting out treason. Because <laughs> that's a cool thing that people do these days. This but no, what did Stallone say? Stallone. He didn't say anything. He, well, he did say, but like the most. The most eye-catching thing was he he posted a picture of uh, oh my gosh what is Creed's son's name um, uh, Adonis Adonis yeah Donnie a uh, picture of Donnie and um, oh my gosh I'm a horrible Rocky, Rocky fan no not Rocky well Rocky is like in the in the corner but uh, Donnie Apollo? is facing off against no no uh, the Russian son the Russian oh, what yeah. Wait, he's wait no, Lundgren. Yeah, Ivan Drago. Yeah, but of course it's a Photoshop photo. So <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. So, but yeah, he's, interesting. He's trying to amp up, and then he like hashtagged it. Or oh, is is hashtag a thing in in Instagram? Or is yes, this, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it, he hashtagged it Creed too. So interesting. So I don't know he. I don't know if he's just bored or if he's. It's, it's, it's <laughs> he learned news. how to Photoshop, and he's like, oh, well, I'll post this today. Yeah. <laughs> Because at one point, I think like uh, last year, they were talking about a prequel with with Rocky and Apollo, which interesting. Um, the producers were like, "No, that's not that's not going to happen." So, it's, yeah, I don't know about that. There's maybe another case of just Stallone, just you know, getting overly excited about ideas. So, but who's directing Creed Two? There's no or, word. I don't. There's no or word. Rocky Seven. There's no word on it. I don't think. I, huh. I, they want to make it. That's for sure. But oh yeah, it's not moving. Maybe it's because. Kugler is busy with Black Panther, perhaps. So. Uh, which, I mean, hey, fun fact, Creed is great. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good movie, and I would be happy to see more of that, please. Uh, do, do I have this on the schedule? No, I don't, but uh, I uh, You I know watched, what? We're talking about it now. <laughs> I rewatched Creed uh, during the 4th of July holiday. I was with my parents, and... Uh, it's not. I guess it's at this point almost custom where if it's a holiday, like I saw it like last Thanksgiving at my parents' house. You watch it when you go home. Yeah, I watch it when I go home. It's like yeah. a, it's like a comfort movie, it, and it is, and it's so good. Yeah, they, I think that's my sixth time seeing it. Yeah, damn it, son, it still holds up. <laughs> I love the movie. It does. I've it, seen it like four times, and I just love it so much. It's it's perfect in my eyes. It's a four star movie now. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's been elevated for me. So. Oh, it works this makes so well. me happy. Yeah, I love it so much. I do. Uh, real quick, uh, before we get down to Matt's Riddle Corner, I want to give a shout-out to listener uh, Josh, who uh, last week on the show we mentioned that uh, 
we doubt that anyone is all caught up on Haycast. Well, guess what, Josh? He is all caught up on Haycast. So uh, congrats for reaching that milestone. I owe you a gift. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Thanks so much. I mean... We are his uh, Sunday night podcast, he says. Really? That's, uh, yeah, that's, so that's, that's actually kind of awesome. That's, yeah, that is pretty awesome. Well, thanks, Josh. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And thank you all for listening out there, if you're caught up. This, this, this is coming out uh, the week of, I think, the 14th? Uh, yes. Yeah, somewhere around there. It, it, it'll be out soon. In we got a big guest coming up. Mid-July. Yeah. Uh, yes. I don't, I don't know who it is. I'm, uh, yes, you do. You have, you have to tell me. Is, is it the big, big guest? Yes, we do. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah, that yeah, is. that's going to be exciting. You know the guest whose movie just came out on Netflix? <laughs> that, that one. That one. Yeah, him. Well, let's not you know. Let's not jump the gun. I. I, I hey, hey, Marcelo. A lot of movies just came out on Netflix. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody can piece this together, but. Uh, I hope things line up and it, it actually happens. So I, I can't wait for that. Yes. Episode. It's the next episode, right? Uh, nope. Okay. Just the one after that. Okay. Two episodes from now. Okay. Yes. So stay tuned with your ears, folks. Episode seventy-eight. Uh, this is. I looked it up. This is the. F- I'm counting this as the fourth season of Hey, What You Watching. It's, is this the season premiere? This is the season premiere, yes. Oh, man, we left off with a cliffhanger last time. Uh, <laughs> Kenneth made it all the way to China for the Olympics, and then uh, they never picked up that storyline again for some reason. <laughs> sorry, I've been watching 30 Rock. I'm sorry. <laughs> what season is that? Uh, that's the end of season two. Oh. Where I remember being like, oh, my God, what happened to Kenneth? And then they just never mentioned it again in season three. I was like, what the fuck? It's funny, I, I was just rewatching some of... 30 Rock, and I don't remember that at all. I'm sure I went through oh, wow. Season 2, and I don't remember we that storyline. We're almost done with Season 5. Huh. And we just got to my least favorite episode ever. Which it is? It was uh, Queen of Jordan, the reality show episode with I like Trace's that episode. wife. That's oh. a good episode. I think it's because I hate reality TV so much. I love like, the way it's The way it's shot, and like everything that's in it, Like I just hate and the only part I liked is when the one guy asked for, to sign a release because more people need to know about blurry face syndrome. <laughs> I thought that was, like, really funny, but, uh, I can't. You they hate... Just fa- but they just found Tracy hiding in Africa, a.k.a. Liz's apartment upstairs. I, I can't believe you don't like reality TV. I... I'm not a fan, I love sir. it so much. I'm... But I will, I will thank that episode for giving us uh, Titus. Oh, yeah. Because okay. he starred as uh, Dufuan. <laughs> I have to rewatch that episode. I am a big fan of reality TV. Uh, I remember the glory days when there used to be a channel dedicated to reality TV. I'm, I'm not there sure. There was? I'm not sure it's there anymore, but it was like a Fox channel, and it had like all these really seedy reality TV shows on there. Um, but I think that channel's gone. I'm, uh, and, and now, like, me and my roommate, we watch uh, The Bachelorette and The Bachelor what? every week. So What was... Th- I used to watch a reality show. I think it was on VH1. It had a bunch of, like, has-been stars oh, living um, together. Oh, uh, Celebrity Rehab. No, it wasn't. Oh, what? what no, did, it was what, earlier. What other... This was, like, 15 years ago. With c- celebrities in it a had, house? Uh, it had what's-her-name... Bridget Nielsen was on it and Ron Jeremy. And they lived in a house... You sure it's not Celebrity Rehab? Let me look this up. I gotta, yeah, I gotta find out what this is called, because I, I, I really watched that a lot when I was a kid. And uh, I watched, like, you know, the Osbournes when that first started. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I saw that, like, the first season, and then it just got really played out. 
Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I stopped after the first season. But no, I I was a big fan of Survivor. Uh, I watched the first season. Uh, yes, and part of the second. Amazing Race. No. Uh, what? Uh, Amazing Race. It's like it's almost too well produced for a, a reality TV <laughs> show. It's like it's too good. I, yeah, so I I, I stopped. Does watching American it. Ninja count? I think it does. American yeah. Ninja Warrior. Is that a game show? I think. Oh, uh, I looked it up. The Surreal Life. The Surreal Life. Thank you. That's you what go. it was called. Yeah, I watched that. Uh, Ninja Warrior, I'd say, is more of a competition. Well, then, what is Survivor? It's like, it's like a game show. It's like American Gladiators, but like now. yeah, you, they, you wouldn't call American Gladiators a reality TV show. Lord, no, I would call that. I don't know what the hell I'd call American Gladiators. Just Nerf a com- fighting competitive TV show. <laughs> sure, whatever. But uh, Battle of the Network Stars. Uh, hide on NBC. That's that's a thing. That's that's back. That's back. Yeah, you made oh. a joke. You didn't know. <laughs> oh no, that came what? back, Matt. <laughs> oh no, and I know the Gong Show is back with Mike Myers in some weird makeup. Yeah, that's weird. It there, is weird, but like, okay. and, and the fact that he's going on talk shows as this character. Like, yeah, I he, know no one wants to give Mike Myers work as Mike Myers, but what are you doing, guy? He's playing it up. He, you know how much he likes being these characters, Matt. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least he took about you know a decade and a half off for after uh, the Love Guru, because <laughs> uh, he was like Hollywood poison after that for like ever. He loves being known as like these zany characters. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, he he loves zaniness, Matt. Mike Myers. Where is where, where is my Sprockets movie? I want it. <laughs> They were thinking of making that, right? I've read, I've read the script. It's insane. You've read the scripts. Oh, Yo, man. my God. It is batshit crazy. How, uh, how is that going to work? Uh, I think he like comes to America or something. I don't, I don't know. So it's I like read a this when I was like, I, I, yeah, I read it when I was like a freshman in high school. Mm. Like we actually had to print it out on the computer in the library at, at school, <laughs> and we got yelled at because we used so much paper. I did that with, <laughs> I did that with the Kill Bill scripts before the Kill Bill came. Okay. Out. Nice. But nice. I, I printed like four pages per page, <laughs> and I spread it out like over a week. Okay. So so nobody caught on. Yeah, but we yeah. got yelled at immediately. I, but, then, uh, like, we couldn't, but the librarian wasn't able to hit cancel on the printer, so it just kept going. Man, those were good times. That was we a- were bad kids, wasting resources. <laughs> I, I remember distinctly reading that Kill Bill script and then seeing the movie and like uh, noticing the changes. And so, I remember yeah. uh, also uh, freshman year at the library doing a table read of Alien what? with a bunch of my friends Man, for a, that script that we printed out. You're a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> Jesus. We were going to remake it with our v- with our camcorders. Oh my god, that was a time. <laughs> We've gotten into a wormhole. But okay, rally TV. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. I there's a there's a there's something going on on Rally TV right now. Where well, it's not Rally TV. It's it's a trend in TV where there are game shows now, old game shows that are coming back. Yeah, that are being hosted. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, the match game. Yeah, they're being hosted by you know celebrities, not not uh, game show hosts. Which and is didn't weird. they bring back the pyramid? Might maybe with Charles Barkley. I'm thinking what? That's fuck. That's weird. That might be. I might be totally off base with that one, but type in pyramid game show. Uh, <laughs> do you think? Uh, do you think they brought it back after listening to uh, the Hey Cast and us? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> and us playing come the Hey Cast pyramid. Oh come on! Of course they did. We're uh, no dummies. Uh, of course. Hold on. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. The one hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Yeah. Two thousand sixteen. 
uh, I don't know if it's still on, but they revived it. I mean, they revived it like every like ten years. This game show, the pyramid. who hosts it? Uh, let me look it up. Oh, it's Michael Strahan. I knew it was a sports guy. Ah, okay, okay. So football, basketball, bad golf. Got it. Okay. But where are the where are the the game show hosts? Because these guys are not game show hosts. Alec Baldwin, Michael Strahan. No, it's like back in the day, like game show hosts became famous. Yeah. And now it's just famous people being game show hosts. Or, it's really yeah. weird. Or, or very literally, Mike Myers becoming a game show host. I think this whole like celebrities doing a game show started with uh, Regis, right? Because he Probably. was famous outside of game shows before Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Maybe. And there was that angry British lady on the the, the weakest link. I think this I don't most, remember her name. I think this most recent nobody remembers her name. I think this no, most, she was just angry British lady. This most recent revival of these game shows with these celebrity hosts. I think it started from that one game show that was on NBC with um, oh god, who was hosting that? Wasn't the host the that uh, the one who won the Emmy on that one show? Where <laughs> 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 okay, some guy who won an Emmy. No, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's a woman. It's an actress, a comedian. She's short hair, blonde, on that show where the kids sing. <laughs> What's Ellen her name? DeGeneres. What, what say again? Ellen DeGeneres. The, the no, not Ellen DeGeneres. Hair? <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Actually, I think she might be a lesbian as well. Um, Portia de Rossi. No, no, the other one. <laughs> um, Jane something? Oh, God. What, the, the the show, the Fox show where they... Jesus. They, they do karaoke. And, it, and it, it, they're kids. Lip sync battle? No. Oh, God. Kids say the darndest things. Okay, I'm having a headache. That's Bill Cosby. We're not no. talking about him. <sighs> Who is this woman? Okay, she was... I. Is it Jane Leaves? No, it's not Jane Leaves. Jane Levy. Jane Levy. Yes, from uh, all the Christopher Guest movies. Yes. Well, okay. the ones 2000 onward. But okay. yeah. Yeah. Didn't she host an NBC show where I could, it's like a game show? NBC, or... Oh, NBC, uh, NBC uh, Weekly Game Night or whatever. Yeah, whatever where the hell were, that was. Where it was like, let's, let's pretend that these actors hang out outside of work and, you know, play games every week. What? That was so stupid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I remember... Uh, I remember seeing the, yes, I remember that show. <laughs> seeing the ads for that, and I think that's where the... I don't know. We're not... They, yeah, they started advertising that towards the end of 30 Rock, I think. Yeah. Back um, when, you know, NBC was good, and then 30 Rock was leaving, and then NBC was bad again. I don't think NBC... I don't think NBC has been good for a while. Yeah, you're right. I mean, not since... Uh, when was NBC good? Uh, well, Hannibal was like three years ago. Yeah, so yeah, it wasn't that... Well, it's like the only good thing on NBC... Whenever they like got NBC, rid of- NBC comedies haven't been good in a while. As soon as Parks and Rec ended, it all just yeah. went downhill. Rip. That was like 2015, right? Maybe. Maybe it was 14. I just... I think it's 15. I don't know. I, I cried a lot. I don't remember. It was fi- 2015 was a weird year for me because uh, it was very much the end of a lot of things, but in- including TV that I loved, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> Jesus. I think I may be wrong. Uh, listeners, uh, email us to say if we're wrong or not. But I think correct us, please. Uh, that year, Mad Men, Parks and Rec, Breaking Hannibal. Bad. Uh, what'd you say, Matt? Breaking Bad. Did that end that year, I or that ended two thousand fourteen? Maybe. Okay, that's a good show. But yeah, a lot of shows I loved like ended that that year. So 
then I was just at a complete loss. Uh, but yeah, I haven't been the same since. Uh, then David Bowie died. But yeah. Please but, don't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, TV. This is not a TV podcast. I don't it know, is now, damn it. I don't, I don't know why we started. Oh, reality TV. No, okay. I watch when when me and my roommate hang out. And it's like now just like once a week when we see each other. We just drink and watch Love and Hip Hop. I don't know what that is. It's a reality TV show similar to um, the Real Housewives TV shows. Oh, God. Uh, but they're set like this one that we're watching now. It's like set in uh, in, in uh, Atlanta. And it revolves around hip-hop. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's basically the hip-hop version of the Real Housewives. So, okay. Yeah. It's uh, super fun to watch when you're drinking. Huh. So. When you're drinking. Yeah. Not when you're sober, but when you're no, drinking. It's no, a good no. time. I do not recommend watching it when you're sober. Not at all. I don't, I don't recommend watching any reality TV <laughs> when you're sober. And, like, yeah, okay, and, and also, Chef Ramsay, those shows are good. I think so. You don't watch Oh, the- him. He's the angry man. Yeah, he's angry. You know I don't watch sh- cooking shows. I had to Google Anthony Bourdain. Oh, that's Remember right. this. Yeah, you were shamed in the Talk From Society Slack channels for not knowing yeah, I, who Anthony Bourdain was, the guy who famously said, fuck Baby Driver. I thought someone actually brought that up to me the other day. My buddy Andrew, he's like, did you see Anthony Bourdain's tweet? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I had to Google who the fuck that was. <laughs> and, and, and now you know, Matt? Yeah, sorry that I figured he worked on, like, a car show, because, you know, that would give him the opportunity to have an opinion on a car movie. Because <laughs> that would only make sense. But hey, it's 2017, logic is out the window, nothing matters anymore. No, it's some guy with a travel cooking show can have an opinion on movies, why not? Live, live tweeting treason. Like, fuck Baby Driver. <laughs> uh, up is down, cats and dogs living together. Living together. <laughs> yep. That's hysteria. Oh, I thought you were going to continue it. And that's the end of this segment. Uh, yeah. We talk rally TV and how Matt doesn't like it for some weird reason. Uh, Matt, it's like peering... I like to make my own reality TV. It's like peering inside... It's like looking through a, the looking glass. And I've been on a reality show in a small cameo appearance, Wait. and it was not fun. Describe what? what, what are you talking about? I kicked Snooky out of my restaurant once. And you were on TV? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, uh, the clip is out there somewhere. This is... Okay, you've told the story, but you never said... <laughs> well, I don't think you told the story in the podcast. You've just told it I like... Do it. Remember, I do remember that the night the episode aired, I got someone... Someone sent me a like, video of it, like, off their TV. Like, they had their phone, like, looking at the TV, and it was me on TV. W- was, your fla- was your face blurred out? No, I signed a release and everything. <laughs> oh my god, Matt. Okay. I was like, yeah, put me on your show, damn it. Okay, you, yeah, like I, like I was saying, you mentioned the story, but you never said it was part of an episode. I am, oh, it was, on, it, was on, it was on MTV, it was on the air. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw this episode, which you is weird. You because probably, you, this is probably you meeting me. That's why I seem so familiar to you, Marcelo, <laughs> even before I ever met you. The first time you asked me on Talk Film Society, you were like, I think I know this guy. But no, uh, yeah, it was on TV. That was the thing that happened. Because I, I assuredly saw that episode while I was drinking. Uh, <laughs> and awesome. It, and it was like 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> that's wonderful. Oh, man, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, after this show, I'm going to have to look that clip up. Is I'm it? going to troll YouTube. 
Ah, so you were it's, so it's an it episode. It might be on YouTube. I don't know what episode it is. I'm I have sure. No idea. I'm sure I can find it. Because how many times was Snooky, you know, kicked off of a restaurant, kicked out of a restaurant on one of the episodes? So um, I don't know, but they used to come to the restaurant a lot and film. Huh. Like we would send, like my boss would like send them desserts and shit. Okay, so real quickly, tell the story. Okay, I want I want the details. Okay, now oh. this might not have been Jersey Shore. This might have been the Snooky and Jay. Oh show. well, this this just ruins the. This. See, I don't know what show it was because I don't watch it. <laughs> when did this happen? I have no idea. A few years ago. <laughs> you don't know exactly when? No. Oh come on! All I know is that whenever they would come visit, Snooky would bump cigarettes off of me, <laughs> and I'd be like, "You have money. Why? Why?" <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't can't you afford your own packs? Oh man, what's wrong with you? Well, so no. One day, her and Jayla came into the restaurant to get like coffee to go, and they had their dogs with them, like in the restaurant. And you know, a stickler for the rules that I am, uh, those were not service dogs. So I asked them to leave and go outside and have their cookies and coffee outside instead. <laughs> and and this was on the, the, this was a segment on the show where they I th- go in. Yeah, yeah. So I asked her. Um, straight up I asked are you blind and she gave me a confused look like what the hell does that mean and I said well blind people need dogs you don't I need you to go outside with those was this on camera yes and this <laughs> the camera was in my face oh my god okay I was not nice that day Marcelo I was having a bad day so you had a two shot with you and it's <laughs> yeah, I did. yes I did that's insane okay uh, I'm going to Google this, see if it comes up. Uh, <laughs> out of restaurants. Um, okay. Jesus. <laughs> well, this is amazing. Uh, and is it? It is. I think I think I might just uh, post the clip of it. I mean, it angers me that I didn't get an IMDb credit, but hey, that's fine. <laughs> Angry store worker. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Frustrated clerk, Matt Curion. <laughs> Okay, I'll 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 be on the uh, lookout for that clip. So, uh, listeners, do. I'll, I'll I'll make sure to tweet it out. Tweet actually, it from the rooftops. <laughs> actually, that reminded me. I forgot to tweet out a a picture for uh, the Soderbergh podcast. Anyway, I was going to tweet out a picture of Paul F. Tompkins in in the informant. Anyway, I'm sorry. Any listener of Soderbergh twenty eight twenty eight who was wondering about that picture, I'm sorry. I'll tweet out later. You should watch. You should listen to that show though. It's quite good. What show? Oh, Soderbergh. Soderbergh twenty twenty eight. Oh yeah, no. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Oh yeah, that's right. Because you your find one it, intro. Your one intro was hilarious. Where you're like, and I'm Marcelo Pico, and this is another show that I'm on. <laughs> Uh, I have to thank Mike Schindler for for uh, editing those episodes because he's good people. He's good. I, I can I can attest to him. He seems like a really nice person. Yeah, you two were on for a segment a while ago for the uh, telethon last year. Yes, that was a long time ago. A long as uh, more than a year ago now. Yes, uh, but yeah, we'll have to have him on the Haycast. Uh, yeah, get make that happen, Matt. You make it happen. He's your <laughs> co-host. <laughs> I think he's 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 kind of hard to pin down because he usually has mornings and and afternoons free and and we're a night show we record at we'll night. F- we'll figure it out. Uh, it's currently this, this is our this is our own late night show. It is. Uh, How you doing, Paul? <laughs> 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 uh, 
<laughs> anyway. Anyway. What are we what are we Ma- doing here? Oh we're going okay. down to Matt's Riddle Corner? Yeah, let's go let's let's try I love how when we don't have a guest we just ramble on like fools. I can't believe you revealed that. I was kinda hoping somebody listening would be like, <laughs> Are they ever going to introduce the guest? Is it ever gonna happen? No, the guest the guest is dead. That's 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 our main goal here on season four <laughs> to kill the guest of Hey Cast, kill each <laughs> guest that comes on. And get away with it. Yeah, that's the key. Get away with it because you are all um, uh, accessories to this listener. Hope you know this. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? And I haven't seen it because I I just know about it. There's a movie what? where uh, this radio disc jockey is trying to solve crimes, or is it a TV show? I, 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 Anyway, it sounds like a TV show. It might be a TV show. They should do that with. Okay, and, and anybody listening, don't take this idea. This is my idea. But <laughs> yeah, copyright. They should do that with podcasts where the host of it have to solve a mystery, like solve a murder each episode. I could dig that. Yeah, but but then uh, again, let's get working on this. Then again, like they're serial, but that's like based on true, like a true story. But no, no, this would be like an old timey like radio play. Yeah, but yeah. But like uh, like that Night Vale podcast that everyone, that all the kids love. I've never heard that podcast. Neither have I, but I really want to because I hear it's really good. As somebody who's produced now 201 episodes of damn podcasts, I, I don't think I'm a very good podcast listener. I I sort of just stick to the ones I like and don't venture out as often as I should. Same here. Which I apologize for. I do. I feel bad. I should. Listen. And it's weird. Like it's weird. I've been listening to a lot of more music lately, which I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just. I mean, this is like a side note, but uh, today on on Stitcher Premium, which is affiliated Ooh. with uh, the Airwolf Network, because I don't think you know too much about that, Matt. I know of it. Uh, Airwolf has you know Comedy Bang Bang and other. Uh, yes, I know of it. Yeah. Yes, they, they, you know, they, they, I, for any listener who doesn't know, they have comedy, you know, podcasts of of yes. you know that have like Paul Shear on them and Jason Manzukis and, and like big names. But anyway, today through that network, they just released like all of Doug Benson's podcasts, like over the okay. last like eleven years. Jesus, and it's one of my favorite podcasts. So all today, I've just been listening to like the back catalog of podcasts. Wow. That's awesome. It's insane. 11 years of podcasting up on there. That's so. a lot. Yeah. And he, he I have like three favorite podcasts. Um, in, the, in the last year, I've gone to live tapings of each. So oh, wow. I crossed that off. And Doug Benson, his podcast was one. Uh, I went in January. Then last year, I did Comedy Bang Bang. And then like two months ago, I went to go see How Did This Get Made? So, yeah. Uh, those podcasts I've been listening to for years, but those are more. I mean, I should listen to more podcasts like in my lane, like kind of like just regular guys talking, because I, I I need to find out how they yeah. how they're doing compared to us. It's it's kind of like a research project or something. Because <laughs> I'm sure we're doing fine, right? I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I have people telling me that we you know they like the show, and that's all that really matters. And yeah. the, the fact that I have people coming up to me in real life telling me they like the show is pretty cool. That's good. As long as people like it, right? Shout out to Richie. How you doing, guy? Thank you, Richie. Guy, guy <laughs> Richie? <laughs> no, but uh, he texted me today. He saw the tweet needing a guest. And he's like, how about you ask that coworker you hate? <laughs> My response was, yeah, which one? <laughs> uh, you hate everybody. Most. But, hey, let's talk about the listeners who you hate and who you... Jesus, I love my <laughs> listeners. 
who you our ta- listeners are wonderful. They're the best. But we I love talking to them on www.twitter.com. <laughs> you like messing with them uh, with your riddles, right? Every once in a while, I like to take them down to Matt's Riddle Corner, where I give cryptic clues about what films we'll be discussing this week. Well, this week we're going to hang out with the Breakfast Club, but with some spider webs, and then we're going to find out what they did during a season and then we're going to be so humbled and then we're going to hang out with some gorgeous ladies and then the streets will run red with flames yeah that makes sense yeah and then uh terrence malick is going to take us to austin texas in one of uh, my favorite films of the year and then tim burton is going to take us to a planet with apes <laughs> And then um, Office Space is going to go all what the hell on us. And then we're going to hang out with a delightful pig creature. And then Nicole Kidman is going to give us the death stare. Perfect. Um, that's, that's a good uh, good rundown of what we have in store for the listeners yeah. this week. It's not many this week. Not many. Well, there's a reason for that. We don't have a guest, right? As, as we just mentioned. We do have a guest. Who's I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was going to put on like a weird like accent and then try to be the guest, but no, I, I won't. We should do this like a comedy bang bang uh, where one of us plays a character. I guess I should <laughs> listen to that show. Huh? You should. Li- okay, it's it's kind of hard to get into, but it's my. That's what I hear. It's my favorite podcast. My my brother loves it, so uh, I'm sure I will like it. We kind of share the same sense of humor. I don't think I'm talented enough to play a character. Maybe we should try that, and if it's bad, I'll just delete it. But we'll do it off the air one time, <laughs> and we'll we'll just we'll just we'll spitball. We'll spitball some characters. Uh, we'll see how that works. How about uh, let me let me think of a character right now, real quick. And I then, could be the lowly chimney sweep. No, pass. No, 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 no. Dick Van Dyke from uh, Mary Poppins. No character like that. Okay, fine. I'll I'll be the obnoxious film Twitter guy. Oh um, no, please! <laughs> you're oh, you're too woke. You're too woke for me. I can't. <laughs> anyway, you know what? Let's let's stop the silliness and take a break. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's take a break and then we'll do what we came here to do, which is talk about movies. Okay. I need to go. I need to go be woke. I'll be right back. Go be woke. So be woke, and listeners, we'll be right back. We're back. And we're back. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, so here's why I go into character. I'm the obnoxious film Twitter guy. Oh, no. Let's let's play a round of um, getting to know you, Matt. Here we go. Okay. I'm going to show off my improv skills. All right, here we okay, go. Okay, great. Okay, here we go. What's, I, your, what's, what's your name? Uh, my name is Jeremy. Okay, cool. Mine is Guy Incognito. No, you're not a character. I'm the I character. Know, that's, that's, that, that's a Simpsons reference. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, Homer. That that costume's not 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 tricking anyone. Homer, who is Homer? <laughs> is that the one where he eventually tries to fly a plane or something? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and like the the wheels just retract into it. It lands. <laughs> yeah. It's oh so wait, good. I'm I'm Jeremy. We I'm... will offer we will offer you and your family a flight to any of the. Any state in America, minus Alaska and Hawaii, the freak states. (laughs) 
And then Marge has like uh, uh, I gotta get off, off the line. plane. Yeah, I gotta get off the plane. Let me off the plane. Wait, I, yeah, I just watched that the other day. I I, I forgot. I'm Jeremy. I I yes. I don't watch The Simpsons. PSA to the listeners: uh, the Simpsons app uh, for the FX thing is wonderful. I've just been putting The Simpsons on shuffle every morning, and it's the best thing ever. Uh, me, Jeremy, doesn't watch The Simpsons. I only oh, watch. Sorry, Jeremy. I I only watch the Charlie Rose, the Four Hundred Blows. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, Jeremy. Um, what's the first movie you ever saw in a theater? The first movie I saw in a theater. Oh, I'm sorry. The, what is the first film you ever saw in a theater? Thank you, sir. I appreciate you respecting what was, film. What What was your first kino experience? I <laughs> like watching movies. No, I'm sorry. Films. There you go. See, I, I like to speak on your level, Matt, and call them movies. Oh, thanks. Thanks for talking down. See, oh, it's not talking down. I'm talking to you, Matt. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. I am Jeremy. I enjoy film. I like sitting in the front row so that I can be the first to experience the film before any others. <laughs> The first film I experienced on screen was Flipper. You're not embarrassed by this, Jeremy? I'm very embarrassed. Aw. I, uh, I repeatedly, uh... So your parents took you to see that, and then you forced them to rent a whole bunch of Kurosawa to clear it out of your mind, right? I repeatedly, uh, hit myself with my Criterion discs, uh, in shame... Wow, they had discs back in 1995. That's awesome. <laughs> no, uh, Mr. Curry. Well, they, they, they did. They had laser discs back then. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I saw Flipper in 1999. <laughs> <laughs> it was at a retro screening at... Ah. Because I live in New York, where they have screenings oh. of classics. Yes. And they had the Paul Hogan calling classic. A, calling that a classic is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Flipper. Uh, <laughs> it belongs in the Criterion Collection is what you're getting at, yes? Yes. That's uh, a callback to earlier this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any more questions for me, Mr. Matt Curry? I don't think I, I, don't think I could bear it. <laughs> well, that went well. Okay. And end of scene. And scene. Okay. Um, I do have a question about Criterions. Uh, the sale just started. Did you get anything yet? Yeah, I got. Uh, and, and this is not this is me being not Jeremy anymore. No, now you're Marcelo, a normal human being. No, he was only partially like a film snob. Uh, <laughs> only a bit, you know. Only a bit. I got In Cold Blood. Oh, I picked that up. Which uh, I not not recently, but I I got that a few months ago. Yes, it was one that I first watched last year. Um, I saw the Criterion disc. I was like, oh, this is pretty amazing. And I have been meaning to buy it. So I finally bought that. Uh, it's it's amazing. And I blind bought Ghost World. Which, I hear it's very good. Yeah. I, people on Twitter, I, I, I was like, hey, should I buy this? And they're like, yes, you should absolutely. I saw those responses, but I didn't want to say yes because I've never seen it. You know, There are many responses. Uh, I saw yeah. Um, I have not b- bought anything yet. Um, I don't think I have a lot of them in my budget. Uh, but tomorrow I'm hoping to pick up Multiple Maniacs. That's the one that's mainly... That caught my eye. 
Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna... The fact that there's a John Waters film in the Criterion Collection just makes me jump with joy. So I kind of need to have it. Oh yeah, uh, I think I'm gonna take it easy and just get three. So I've picked up two. And That's a good deal. Yeah, I'll because uh, I have Filmstruck and I should be watching because I, I, I. You I, have it, but you don't use it. Yeah, I. I sh- yep. Uh, that that uh, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, so you know for sure I'm not Jeremy. Um, that's <laughs> that that uh, the 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 Demi the 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 Jacques Demi Jacques Demi yes. box sets. Uh, I think I would have picked that up if it you know, but I have you filmstruck for, and you should go for that Cassavetes box set. I have that. I have that Cassavetes. Oh, okay, good because it's pretty. Yeah, but uh, but but the Demi box set. I think I think all those movies are on filmstruck and I could just watch you know it that, there. You know the Cassavetes set that I've still only watched one movie from, I but will, I've watched it like three times. So that uh, that. That's three of the five, right? Killing of a Chinese bookie, right? Yes, it's wonderful. Yeah, I remember we talking about it. Uh, I think we talked. We we did like a little recommends podcast like last year, I right? That. Yeah, I think last November, maybe. I don't know. Oh, it was before that. Was before I remember that? being very hot when we recorded that. Oh, it must have been last July then. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, no. Uh, um, and my third is, is going to be um, Lost in America. The, oh, nice! That yeah. came out right. Uh, it's coming out, I think, in two weeks. Okay, then I'll be getting that as well. Hopefully, that's, that's my... I'm not sure when. I, I think the Barnes and Noble sale is going to go on for at least like another three weeks. So I'm, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, it ends on August second. Okay, yeah. So I'll be good because cool. Um, I know a lot of the July releases uh, are on people's lists, like Stalker, which I watched for the first time this past year on the big screen. And, uh, yeah, I don't... It's not one I'm gonna... I'm good. <laughs> I, I, I'm i okay with not seeing it for a while. I, I, I'm still processing it after, like, two months, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm good on Tarkovsky. Yeah, Listeners should know that. Listen, Twitter yeah. followers should know that, at least. Because you do, you do not like uh, Solaris. No, I don't. And uh, uh, I'm willing to revisit it, but right now, uh, no, I'm good. Yeah, revisit Solaris first, and then you know that Blu-ray is mocking me from my shelf right now. And then, and then take a gander at Stalker because it's, it's, it's a head trip, man. But uh, yeah, I, I it I'm, looks cool. The visuals look cool from like the pictures I've seen. Oh yeah, it's it's like a, astonishing that the new 4K restoration of Stalker is is fascinating. But but yeah, it's it's a trip, man. Um, me and Tarkovsky are. Uh, uh, I don't know. We're, we're, we're at ends. Uh, <laughs> at arm's length right now. <laughs> but anyway, because I, 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 I have to not go crazy during this sale, so yeah, I'm just going to get three. Same. Yeah. Because this Criterion sale, I now have rent to pay. Yeah. So I need to go it easy. So I think I'm just going to do the Albert Brooks and John Waters, and I'll be, I'll be good. Yeah. I, I'm super excited about that Albert Brooks because uh, I I watched that movie when uh, Brooks had all his movies on Netflix. Like, See, I haven't year. seen it yet. It's so good. I, I think the only one I watched that was on Netflix was Real Life. Oh, I, I watched. Which I would love for a Criterion release of that. I'm, that would be wonderful. I'm hoping that like now that Brooks, because I think Brooks has control over those movies that he directed. So yeah. Uh, I think he'd be eager to release the rest of his films on Criterion, like oh, Lost nice. in America. Uh, and Mother. <laughs> what's that? And Mother. <laughs> and Mother, yeah. I, pff, that's that's like a no-brainer. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. The only one I haven't seen is uh, 
what's that one? The romance one? What's that one? I don't know. True romance? Not, not, not true romance. Not true romance, no. Okay, list off the movies you directed. Modern romance. Modern romance, that's it. That's what it's called. That's the only one I haven't seen. Uh, which I eventually will. Same. And that's the end of that conversation. <laughs> what yes. Uh, I don't... Let's, let's, uh, let's move over to uh, Queens, New York and talk about a... Uh, okay, yeah. Let's transition. Teenager? Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes, it just came out. It's like the 50th MCU movie. Yeah, whatever. I don't know what number it is. It's a, It's like they're on like 15 or something. Jesus. I, I read an article. It, no, it has to be like in the... They're getting close to 20... Because no, they're not. I read an article. Maybe yeah, maybe not. Maybe it's like fifteen or something. But I read an article today where Kevin Feige is talking about like a twenty the the twenty two movie arc. He's <sighs> he's like uh, he's at closing with like the last Avengers movie. So stop it. Twenty two of these movies in like ten years. No. In ten years. But why? <laughs> But hey, this That's is like, a lot. This is the fifteenth one, so or whatever. It's uh, so. <laughs> what did you think, Matt? This there are sixteen MCU movies right now. Okay, so this is the sixteenth. Yeah, so it makes sense. So you have uh, Thor three, you have Black Panther, you have um, Ant Man two, you have uh, Ant Man. What's uh, what's what's her name? Captain Marvel. Yes. You have Avengers 3 and 4, so that's six more, right? Yeah, so that makes sense. 22. 22 in total. Oh, God. That's crazy. It's a lot of movie. Yeah. No, by the end, it'll be like 11 years, because next year's the 10th anniversary of Iron Man, and then they'll release uh, Avengers 4 in 2019, so... Oh, man. But anyway... This one, the 16th. The 16th one. Yes. What what did you think of this movie? Did you have a good time with the I, the fifth Spider-Man movie in like 17 years? I did. Um I think you've said it and I've said it. Uh this is the third best Spider-Man movie yeah. that has been released. I really love this. I mean, I'm a little biased because Spider-Man since I was a kid is my favorite superhero. I just I related to him as a kid, you know, cuz he was a big nerd, I was a big nerd. Uh, it's not that hard to not relate to him, to Peter Parker. Uh, I love this thing. I love what they're doing with Peter Parker in the MCU. I love that he's like more of a ground-level hero, and it works. Uh, because, you know, hey, Spider-Man can't take on like these giant villains. He has like smaller villains, smaller-scale villains, which I really like. And I really love that the trailers for this were pretty much false. I mean, every trailer made it seem to be like a uh, Spider-Man, Iron Man movie. And I'm like, okay, I love when they team up in the comics, but for his first introduction to the MCU, I don't want Iron Man at his side throughout the entire movie. And Iron Man not being in it that much actually led to a lot of great character development with uh, Peter Parker. I mean, uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but there's a scene where he's like, where Peter is, like, trapped under rubble, and he's basically crying for help, but no one comes, and he needs to get himself out of that situation. And that's a lot of character growth within, like, two minutes of screen screen time, and I love what they did with that. I thought it was really smart. I love the villain in this. I think uh, Michael Keaton as the Vulture, as meta as that is, you know, seeing as how he was the Birdman, 
uh, and now he's the Vulture. I think it is really cool what they did with uh, the Vulture. Um, they made him basically a working class villain who basically just had to become a villain because it's the only thing he could do to like keep his family afloat and keep you know the people that he employs afloat. Um, <clears throat> it's probably he's probably one of the stronger villains uh, in the MCU. Uh, I uh, love what they did with him. I love the tech. I love the allusions to different characters uh, in the comic books that they made in this. Uh, say like with uh, Donald Glover's character, which was really cool. I really liked him in this for the small amount of time he was on the screen. I just love. I love this movie. I've had a blast with it. I love the cast. Um, Ned is probably my favorite character, uh, his best friend at school. I think he is so much fun, uh, and he got some of the biggest laughs in my audience. Um, the, a lot of the scenes in this movie like got laugh-out-loud moments from the packed-out crowd that I saw it, packed a uh, sold-out crowd that I saw it with. Uh, a lot of crowd-pleasing moments. Um, I hear a lot of people are bashing the action and saying it doesn't work, and I think it actually does. Uh, I think the way that they use the gadgets and such is really cool. Yeah, the, uh, I love this thing. I... Yeah, it's great. And, uh, hey, Hannibal Burris calling Captain America war criminal? Yeah, that made my day. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that really surprised me was just how funny this movie is. Oh, it's hilarious. I mean, I laughed, like, barely laughed. Like, at least yeah. like, three times, I think. Um, what got your biggest laugh? Not from your audience, but from you personally. Not, I'm going to be as general as possible, not to spoil things, but... Okay. Uh, that scene in the parking garage... Interrogation mode. Yeah, that one. Yes, I couldn't I, I laughed so much that I w- kind of wish I could rewind the movie so I could like hear what the hell they were saying because <laughs> when he when he busts out with that voice I just could not stop laughing it uh, yeah I, I it's it's like the best joke in the movie and the best joke that's, I've seen on screen in a while in a long time yeah. yeah that's a really good good joke uh, another big laugh from me um, was when the guy in the chair said he was looking at porn. Oh yeah, <laughs> I thought like that's the least conspicuous thing you could be doing right now. What are you doing? I was looking up porn. <laughs> really good, really good. It's yeah, genuinely funny. And yeah, that, I, that kid is great. Yeah, like, the, the that that kid is terrific. Uh, Peter Parker's friend in the movie, right? His like friend his Ned. Sidekick. Yeah, yeah, Ned. Yeah. Yeah, and like like I said before, like I love the cast in this. Like all all the kids who go to his school, it's very much a New York school. Uh, I love how it's such a melting pot of like different uh, ethnicities and like nationalities, and it works. It works really well. And uh, LOL at all the racist comic book fans who aren't down with that because uh, they should all just go away into a pit somewhere. Uh, my favorite uh, cast decision or the character is uh is flash in this oh my god yes penis parker amazing (laughs) i couldn't stop laughing uh because it it in the comics remind remind me because like uh, because i'll say like spider-man growing up i think because as me a guy who did not read comics actually i did i I read spider-man comics a lot oh yeah you did like i for sure did not i think i've only read like, I met Spider-Man once, and he signed my second issue of Maximum Carnage. It was great. <laughs> I think I've only read, like, two comics in my life. Okay. Okay, one of them was the the Mask comic, uh, it's like, special issues. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, which was, yeah, uh, I guess I was really obsessed with. 
that movie so much that I was like, ah, I'm going to read the comic book. So that was one. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was like a... I think it was like an issue of Maximum Carnage. I'm actually holding the uh, collected version in my hand right now. Yeah, because I just bought it like at a grocery store and read it, and that was it. Those are the only nice. two comics I've ever read. But I watched the Spider-Man cartoon like on, so did I. on Fox, and that's pretty much why... Like Spider-Man, growing up, I think is my favorite, or was my favorite. I don't know if he is my anymore, but he's up there. But he was my favorite, so what was my point? Oh, yeah, but, but but Flash Thompson. What? Who? Who is Flash Thompson? Uh, I can't pronounce his name, but in the first Sam Raimi movie, he was played by Joe Mangalino, the guy from Magic Mike. <laughs> oh, that's right. No. Yes. <laughs> Rewatching that last week, I was like, oh shit, he's in this. No, but uh, I was more. And then two to, minutes later, I was like, "Oh shit!" Octavia Spencer's in this too. What the hell? <laughs> I was more referring to in the comics. Who who is Flash Thompson become? Uh, he becomes one of the versions of Venom. That's right. Yeah, I knew. Age, eight, he becomes Agent Venom. Agent Venom, which is like basically he's like he works for the government uh, for like uh, Norman Osborn. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So I know I knew he, he becomes a villain, and in this movie, he certainly. They, I like how they set him up. Because uh-huh. like, he's played by Tony... I can't pronounce his last name. The guy from Grand Budapest. Revalori, I guess. Yes. Yeah, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. And he's great in it. He's great in it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, pretty much each casting decision in this is, is spot on. Loved it. Loved yeah. It. From, like, uh, Peter Parker's love interest to who they... Is it a, is a spoiler for me to say who's in the movie? Like, there's, there's an MJ in the movie. Yes, and also uh, that got one of my biggest laughs. Uh, when Peter shows up to the dance and he waves hi to all his friends and she just gives him the finger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so good. So yeah, so each and every casting decision, I think it's, it's oh, terrific, perfect in the movie. Yeah. And yeah, like, like you were saying, Keaton, like for me, Keaton, his character, the villain, isn't as compelling as like his performance in that role. His performance is terrific. There's that scene where he is like face to face with Peter Parker, and it's just he is like 110 percent acting. Oh yeah, and it's 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 like he takes the role seriously. Like let's say, which is awesome. Like let's say Alfred Molina would in like Spider Man Two. So uh, it's like that level of acting in this. So. You mean the, you mean the best movie? The yes. Best. <laughs> It is the best movie. I, I watched it last night. Uh, I wasn't going to mention it, but... Yeah, I watched it last night, and uh, it might be my favorite comic book movie. I need to, I need to uh, watch it again. There it's, is just so much comic bookiness in those two in those, the, in those three Raimi movies that, like, I can't resist it. Yeah, it's... That is a perfect comic book movie, Spider-Man 2. It is. It is. I mean, Homecoming does, does its best. It's... It, it does its best in the MCU mold. Yeah, yeah. Essentially. Which is... I mean, back then they let Raimi basically do whatever the fuck he wanted. For me, it's kind of hard to... Except for, like, maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. Because Guardians of the Galaxy stands more on its own than the other yeah. MCU movies. But for these installments, they are, like, essentially, like... it's <laughs> Iron Man does play a role in it. It's not huge, but... No, no. His, like, but I was very happy. But I was also very happy to see John Favreau back again. That's right. Yeah, and uh, I won't miss him. I, I won't ruin the other character who comes back because my because I think I may have heard I may have heard mention of it before I saw the movie, so I wasn't that surprised. But like when this character showed up, people were like, "What?" They were legitimately surprised. <laughs> but but yeah, it made me happy. <laughs> in the MCU mold, 
it's hard it's hard to judge these movies for me because they are part of like a whole. Yeah. So that they really, it's I don't I I do like these movies. It's not like a huge negative thing, but it's hard to separate them and like it's hard Agreed. for them to stand by themselves because like Spider Man Two stands up on its own for sure. It does. But yeah, when it, when this is all connecting in, in its own you know little universe, it's like I mean I don't read comic books, but maybe you could talk more about this. But it, it is like issues in a comic series. They all actually um, let me mention this. It is like issues in a comic series. Uh, former guest Ed, he was on um, the telethon with us. Yeah, last year. Okay, he I screenshotted this comment he made about Spider Man Homecoming and how I'm just gonna relay what he said. Uh, spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. You yeah. might want to skip ahead. Skip ahead. Use the 30-second skip ahead button. Yeah, skip ahead like 30 seconds. And he said it really is set up like a six-issue comic book series. Uh, the first issue, uh, Spider-Man being you know New York City-based superhero, ends with Ned learning his identity. That's your little cliffhanger there. Uh, issue number two, Peter and Ned go to the party. Peter finds the arms deal. Ends with introduction of the Vulture. <clears throat> issue three, Washington, D.C., no more training wheels, Vulture Part 2. Issue four, New York, New York City Ferry loses the suit. Issue five, Homecoming Night, part one of uh, and the father reveal. Issue six, the grand finale. Yeah, see, that's... It's, it's, Thanks uh, for that, Ed. Uh, you are my comic book guy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a nice six-act structure. Yeah, um, it works. And it yeah. works as like a comic book series. It's, I really like what they did with this one. And the the final like frame of the movie, that that final shot, <laughs> it's it's perfect. It's a nice little yes. cliffhanger to like the 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 next chapter in this. And which, it ends on a laugh. It does end on a laugh, <laughs> which which uh, which got another huge laugh from my audience. Usually, it doesn't happen with these comic book movies. Um, no, usually it ends on like a dour note. Yeah, like, or the whole team eating, you know, shawarma. <laughs> Uh, but but that's like pre because there's two at post credit sequences. I guess yes. like the first one is like kind of like a mid. I can't remember now. It's mid credits. It's mid credits. And then and there's, there's a post uh, credits. I think the biggest laugh or biggest reaction from my audience was the final post credit sequence. Huh. Pretty because like it it's perfect. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's very meta. It is very meta. It's worth waiting. Uh, for it's not like I, I think Marvel is smart enough now where like I can't now now I can't remember what the the, the final Guardians of the Galaxy because okay Guardians of the Galaxy has been out for a few months now I'm sure everybody's everybody, everybody who's everybody has seen it I hope do you do you I remember did. do you remember I don't the, remember anything about that movie <laughs> what is the post credit sequence there I don't remember I have no idea oh god there was one because they had is like it six teenage of them. Groot. Oh no! There's like six of them, right? And they they intersplice them during the credits. Sure. There's one with Stan Lee, right? He's the Watcher. Oh, I will also say that I loved, I really loved Stanley's cameo in this movie. Oh yeah, it yeah. it felt like really natural and like it feels like that's something that like he would say to a neighbor, <laughs> <laughs> like, "Hey, how you been?" I think for the most part is what I'm trying to say is like Marvel is not putting in these and this is not a spoiler they're not putting in these like Thanos post credit sequences like they, they they're just I think they're done playing that game they're being, good they're being more I guess fluid with what they put in these post sequences yeah so anyway I'm I, I, I I'm glad there's not that we have to deal with like kind of like 
kind of like tearing apart uh, what's like what's going to happen next in the MCU. It doesn't really matter at this point. Just, Black Panther is going to kick a lot of ass. We all yeah, we all next. know Thor's going to fight Hulk, and yeah, Black Panther's going to kick ass and. What else is going to happen? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We'll worry about Thanos like in two years or whatever. But anyway, um, but yeah, as I'll say, like as part of the MCU, it works uh, as his own movie. I think it, it works well enough. And yeah, it's funny. It's a good time. Uh, yeah, it's really I, fun. I, I would definitely see it again if you know. I'm glad you dug it. I, I really did. I. <laughs> it's it's a good thing that that we're currently in like the. <clears throat> This this like these next few weeks, I imagine there's gonna be a lot of good movies. I think July is kicking off as like the best month in the summer. So, what else is left in July? War of the Planet. War of the Planet. Apes, of the Apes. and what else? Uh, Valerian. Valerian. Dunkirk may be good. Oh, I actually have a. Uh, I don't know if you're listening, Johnny, but yes, we will be going to see that in seventy millimeter. <laughs> I uh, we we have a movie date planned. I'm seeing it in Laser IMAX, so okay. Then I'm seeing Valerian right after, so it, it'll be a double feature. Then after that, you have Atomic Blonde. Oh yeah. So yeah. So for the next few weeks, it's, it's going to be pretty hectic. Like, and then August is just a dead zone, right? I don't know. Oh, there's Logan Lucky at the beginning of August. That's the beginning of August. And then that, and then that's it. Really, I can't think of anything else. But after that, yeah, me neither. But but no, if Spider-Man: Homecoming came out and there was like nothing else. I probably see it like again, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe twice, maybe three, maybe three times. But no, there's too, there are too many good movies out right now. I have to see Baby Driver for the fourth time. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I have to go see The Big Sick. I have to go see all the movies I mentioned: War of the Apes, uh, Valerian, all of that. So, yeah, I, I'm glad I saw Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, if it were any other movie season, it'd be like up there for me. But luckily. There's like a lot other. There's there are other great movies out there, so it's good. It's worth a watch. How about that? It's pretty good. And then go see the Beguiled. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. But hey, speaking of summer, right? Yep. Speaking of summer, man. Yes, I know what you did last summer's. Yeah. All right, so Carla, real quick, Carla and I on the Fourth of July we watched Jaws, which I'm not going to discuss right now because everyone knows it's great, and if you don't. I don't want you listening to this show. It's fair. I have a I have a disdain. And then uh, we watched the the both of the I I know you did last summer movies, which I mean I've seen the original so many times. I saw it in theaters when it came out. I uh, saw it on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray. Uh, it's fun. It holds up, and that's mostly because of the uh, quick and clever story, the the cast, and uh, the cinematography, which is really really good. Uh, and the soundtrack. I still like I Know What You Did Last Summer. It's good time. And then I saw the sequel for the first time. And oh boy, is it ridiculous. It is not very good. Uh, but like any good sequel, it ups the gore factor, the kill count, and the ridiculousness of the plot. And that's really all I can say about that. <laughs> I don't a- know. It's fun. It's, it's a fun sequel. And plus you get to see Jack Black get killed. Who's like in, in a really in a really gory fashion. I forget. I I, I have not. He plays watched. a he plays like a white Rasta guy, who <sighs> like tries to sell like uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt pot as soon as she gets to the island. Jesus, who who survives? I know what we did last summer. Is it just Jennifer Love Hewitt? Jennifer Love Hewitt survived. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Uh, Buffy. Yeah, Buffy dies. Who else is in the first one? 
Ryan Phillippe, um Oh, no. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. survives, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally been 20 years, I think, since and I've then, seen it. And then John Hawks shows up in the sequel for, like, five minutes. What? Okay. At, only to get killed. Spoiler. It's weird. He, like, gets, he gets a hook through the bottom of his jaw, and it's one of the most violent things I've ever seen. Because the fisherman, like, hooks him in the bottom of the jaw and, like, rips him from a truck. <laughs> it is gross. It's awesome. It's weird you mentioned I Know He Did Last Summer. Like, is it... What, what year did that come out, the first one? 97? Was it 97? It's celebrating yeah, 20 this years? Is, this, yeah, yeah. yeah I, think, I that, think. Or maybe it was 97 or 98? Yeah. I, th- I think that's why the Draft House recently showed it. And I was like, yes. that, that, that's an odd choice. 97. Oh, yes. yeah. So 20 years. Yeah, wow. Jeez. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty a, good. The first one's pretty good. I I have, like, no desire to rewatch it, though. It's, it's a good time slasher times. I... I I dig it. The script is good. Kevin Williamson could write a pretty good slasher back in the day. Uh, I dig it. I just feel like why? I mean, watch, what are you waiting for? Why watch that when I could just watch Scream again? Right. Watch both. Why not? Eh. They make a pretty good double feature. Okay. Well, I'll, it does have Sarah, and plus Sarah you Michelle Gellar. And, yeah, and plus you get to see that guy from Big Bang Theory get murdered. It's great. No, yeah, well, you sold me. Who, who else is in the first one? Okay, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Ryan Phillippe, right? Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince and Jr. Heche. And Heche, isn't it? Yep. Oh, okay. Um, the guy from, what's his name? Uh, Big Bang Theory. Uh-huh. Johnny Galecki. Uh, uh, Bridget Wilson. She was uh, from Billy Madison in Mortal Kombat. She played Sonya Blade. <laughs> Oh, that's She's right. pretty awesome. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, She yeah, popped yeah. up on screen, and I was like, Sonya Blade! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a fun movie. And actually, the book it's based on is really good, too. I remember trying to read that. Like, when, Yeah, I read that when, when it, came it came out. out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's I Know What You Did Last Summer. Hey, go watch Dude, it. Is it. Is it on any streaming services, Matt? I'm not sure. We have the Blu-rays. Ooh, of course you have the Blu-rays. <laughs> of course. Uh, and uh, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Watch it. It's stupid. It's got Brandy. She's awesome. And it has Mackay Pfeiffer. Oh. Yeah. And John Hawks. There you go. Yeah, it's it's pretty uh pretty good. And uh don't watch the third one. It's bad. There's a third one? There is, but it really has nothing to do with the others. How did I not is, is It's it... called I think it's called I'll Always Know What You Did Last Night. Yeah, it is. And it, it came out in two thousand six. No. Was, was it's this... a completely different storyline. Has nothing to do with the first two. This is like a direct to DVD. Oh yes, thing, right? oh yeah, okay, yes. Yeah. I have no and, uh, recollection of this. Yeah, and one day I'll have uh, Carlo on the sh- on the show <clears throat> to uh, tell us about his idea for the third movie, which is actually really brilliant. What he came up with. Do they kill Jennifer Love Hewitt in the second one? No, she's still alive. No, she's uh, just crazy as shit. <laughs> I'll tell you off the air about what his uh, idea is because it's really fucking good and it would please people. All those I know we did last summer fans. Oh, there are a bunch. Are there? <laughs> oh, I think there are. Yeah. I don't know, I'm still I'm still not sure about this. I know we did last summer movie that came it's out twenty good. years ago. <laughs> nothing stands it's out fun. for me. Nothing stands out for me. Really? Nothing. Not even what are you waiting for? That's like the one thing. That Not even the, the the trunk filled with crabs covering Johnny Galecki. Like I said before, like why see that when I could just see? Not Ryan Phillippe being massacred with a hook. It's a hook. <laughs> Come on. 
because Sarah Michelle Gellar is in that, right? Yes, she's in that, and she's in Scream Two. She did them both in the same year. I was gonna say, like, I just watch Scream Two and have my Sarah Michelle Gellar well, fill. Scream Two is a better movie. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Scream movies, contrary to the rumors, are really good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I just looked it up. Uh, it's available to rent digitally, but it's not available okay, to it's not stream. Streaming? No. Oh, boo! You can buy it on off uh, Apple, iTunes, and. Whatever. I, don't know, I had the soundtrack when I was a kid. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, it had that awesome cover of Hush uh, by Deep Purple that was done by Kula Shaker. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to play that on this show. Oh, please. Do it Do it for the intro. <laughs> that's the intro song. Uh, oh, okay. that's, that's right, because you picked that title for the title. I did. Of this episode, I guess, if I remember. I'll text you. Oh, <laughs> all right. Anyway... So that was I Know What You Did Last Summer, and I still know what you did last summer? I still know what you did last summer with uh, Jack Black. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of things, there's no transition. Popstar. This will be a quick one. It's a good movie. It just came out on HBO. Oh, really? It did. Uh, That's why why I rewatched it this past weekend. Because uh, I saw that... Well, I went. Never stop, never stopping. I went on my HBO app, and it was like the first thing up, and I was like, "Oh, uh, I'll just play this." And Hell I, yeah! I played it j- just to because oh, this, this is a pet peeve of mine. I played I played it just to see if the aspect ratio was wrong. <laughs> Nerd. And yeah. All right, Jeremy. It's wrong. Oh. <laughs> Listen, Mister Matt Curione. I enjoy Wasn't films. Wasn't it shot in 185, though? No, it was shot... This is, this is me back to being Marcelo. It was shot in, 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 in wide, in 2.4. It was shot in 235? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm that. pretty sure. Why the fuck does HBO do that? I don't... It's it, so weird. I don't think it's HBO as much as, much as it is uh, the studios, because I think... Some movies are in the correct aspect ratio. I mean, in any opportunity I will have, I will blame the studios, yes. Because I'm noticing a lot of universal titles that are on HBO are cropped. Uh, so, yeah. So I was like, okay, let me see. And I go, oh, of course, it's cropped. Universal, fucking up their monster universes, fucking up their uh, aspect ratios. <laughs> but then, you know what, Matt? I just played the movie from beginning to end on HBO. Well, there you go. So, yeah. I It's a pretty good movie, though. I so, it, yeah. I mean... I put yeah. it on, and I just could not stop watching. I never stopped watching it. Never stopped, never stopping. Yeah. But it's good. So, people listening, it's on HBO. I'm sure... If you lot- haven't seen it yet, what's wrong with you? And please watch it. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of you have, have, have HBO. You're, you're all gearing up for your Game of Thrones or whatever. So, Are... Oh, yeah, that's a thing still. That's coming, okay. that's coming back. Oh, boy. <laughs> can't, oh, boy. Can't wait for the for the weekly rape discussions. But I can't wait to not be on Twitter on Sunday night. <laughs> I mean, not that I go on Twitter on Sunday night anyway, because I'm, a, I'm afraid of Twin Peaks spoilers, but, you it, know. It's going to be a Twitter divided between Twin Peaks fans and Game of Thrones fans. So a good show and a show that's still a thing? <laughs> Exactly. Uh, cool. You know, I mean, listeners, you know where Matt and I are, are going to fall on that. Uh, I think this might be the last time we mention Game of Thrones. So, Game of Thorns. Uh, don't worry. I mean, I'm. Oh, uh, never mind. I'm not going to get into it. Forget it. I was going to go on a Game of Thrones rant. 
At least it's not The Walking Dead. It's even worse. Ugh. But no, pop star, and I'm sure we've lost a few subscribers, but whatever. Whatever. Uh, Walking Dead sucks. How about that? <laughs> I'm more talking about the Game of Thrones people. There are people, okay. I'm not. Enjoy your trash, Walking Dead fans. <laughs> Wa- okay, Walking Dead sucks for sure. If you like Walking Hot Dead. garbage. Go and un go un, 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 un uh, can't even say it unsubscribe unsubscribe unsubscribe. It's such a painful thing to say that you know you're asking someone to do that, but you know what? That show sucks. Please unsubscribe, uh, and that's it. And then just leave us alone. Don't ever talk to us again. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. You should feel bad. But if, if you like Game of Thrones, that's fine. Okay, it's good. It's 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 a fine show. It's just not for me. I'll say that it's not the books for are good. me. I like the books. I, I I really I watched two seasons of Game of Thrones and I'm like no thanks I'm good. I watched one and a half so I'm like okay but if you like Game of Thrones that's fine whatever if you're also watching Twin Peaks along with Game of Thrones then you're 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 good you're half good <laughs> whatever HBO was my main point pop stars on yes. there watch it please 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 it's good. Uh, the best comedy from last year, I'm pretty sure. Although I think you, Matt, last year said that uh, that you you thought that uh, Nice Guys was a comedy, right? Was that you? That was a funny movie, yes. It wasn't a comedy, though. Was it? <laughs> I think it was. It was. The, I think we've had this. this, this it was really funny. Before. A straight, the best straight comedy is Pop Star. Um. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I'm getting a message from. Uh, oh, Hail Caesar was my favorite comedy last year. That wasn't the Nice Guys. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. That's a good movie. I'm th- it's, funny. It, it's it's good. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's funnier than Pop Star. Yeah, true. Pop Star is more of a musical. Yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> Anyway, I'm getting a message from my producer. Uh, he says it's time for another break. So, Real quick one. Yeah, let's, let's take another break. And by the way, the producer was Matt. He just sent me no, a message. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm getting fake a, news, I'm fake get, news. I'm getting a wave through the window that uh, <laughs> we need to take a break. Um, yes, yeah, so we're recording this in like a Frasier-type radio station. He was on the radio on that show, wasn't he? Ugh. Anyway, we'll be right back. Finest girl I ever met in my whole life. Want to take a home, make her my wife. Knew she was a freak when she started talking. She said, fuck me like we fucked Bin Laden. That girl was a freak. She said she wanted me to fuck her harder than the military. Fuck Bin Laden. Fuck Bin Laden. Fuck Bin Laden. She wanted to fuck me harder than the U.S. government. And we're back. Hello. Uh, hello. Hey, Matt, say hello. Say hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. Ivan. <clears throat> say hello to Jeremy. Jeremy's back. Oh no, Jeremy! Hello. How did you get back in here? Hello, Matt Curion. I locked my door. Uh, there is no door which I cannot go through. 
uh, and there is no film which I cannot critique to oh. its full extent. Full extent, okay. Uh, Matt Curione. Yes. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Uh, which film have you seen that changed your very well-being? Solaris. <laughs> Solaris is a movie in which you experience first... And then you watch. This actually reminds me of like a a joke that me and my buddy came up with years ago. Uh, he was the manager at a movie theater, and uh, so I asked him if he. Uh, this is when Taken came out. We're off the Jeremy thing. Uh, <laughs> this is when. All right, Jeremy. All right, Jeremy. Bye. All right, bye, Jeremy. Goodbye, if, Matt Curion. I asked him if he saw Taken. He's like, "Oh, you don't watch Taken. You experience Taken." <laughs> I was like, "You know what? You do." <laughs> Speaking of experience, Taken's a good movie. Glow. Yes. Is this, um, the, is this the TV show Glow? Both. Are you putting TV in movies? Are you putting Are you, are you, are putting, you putting peanut, peanut butter peanut in my butter chocolate? In my chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um I really wanted to talk about this. I watched the new Netflix series Glow starring Alison Brie and Mark Marin and I absolutely fell in love with it. It took me about a day and a half to binge the whole thing and it really brought me back to why I watched pro wrestling as a kid. It was the characters. And this show really gets to the core of what it is to create a character. And it brought that to the forefront. And I can't wait for season two. I really hope it happens. Uh, and, and Yes, then, go on. And then, because I, I watched the show too. Yeah. I'm, uh, a, I'm a fan. I, I, I loved it. <laughs> I'm a fan of, oh, I should look this up. Who is the who is the uh, Alison Brie's foil in the movie? Like I forget her name. She's amazing. S- Southern Belle. Southern Belle. Liberty, Liber- Liberty Belle. Sorry. Her character and whoever plays her, the actress. Yeah. Like, I terrific. Have, uh, yeah. It's yeah, and uh, I don't know her name, but I saw I noticed one of the uh, women that's in the show. She was I only know her from the Turn Down for What music video, oh. directed by the Daniels. Huh, I didn't know that was that that lady. Yeah, that's that. yeah, that's her. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah pretty pretty crazy. Uh but then this actually got me to watch the documentary on Netflix called Glow, the glorious la- uh, the true story of the glorious ladies of wrestling. Oh. And if you haven't seen have you seen this one? No, I I had no idea this was a thing. Oh yeah, it came out like 3 or 4 years ago and it actually follows it it's basically a where are they now? And it has the women now talking about you know their lives in the late '80s uh, about what happened in the whole world of glow, and it's really eye-opening. And they, in the TV show, they're not based on the real people; they're approximations. Um, like uh, Machu Picchu, that character is basically based on uh, a, a woman whose stage name was Mountain Fiji. Uh, you know, because she, she, she was this big uh, Samoan woman. And she is terrific. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I cried a few times during this documentary, uh, mostly because uh, Mount Fiji uh, has lost the ability to walk, you know, due to, like, you know, health issues and oh. diabetes and stuff. And uh, the, basically the way she talks about, you know, and I'm going get to get to walk in again one day. And, you know, she's like, and I'm not going to cry when I meet my friends again, you know. And then the first thing she does is start crying. And, of course, I start crying. Because I'm easily, you know, manipulated like that into tears. But no, Glow, the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, is a terrific documentary. It's, uh, it's just, it's really well put together. 
I adored it. It has really it has some cool old footage. It has some great interviews with them now and lo- what they're doing now. And uh, yeah, this it's a great doc, and it's on uh, Netflix. I watched it as soon as I finished the first season of Glow, uh, which I can't recommend enough. It's only ten episodes. You'll finish it super quick, and you'll be begging for more. Oh yeah, I highly recommend the TV show, and I have to watch this documentary. Which... Yeah, definitely give it a watch. I, I think you'll dig it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go, Glow. And also on YouTube is that uh, first episode of Glow. Like yes. The, the actual uh, wrestling show. It's wonderful. Yeah. Because uh, because they they go into the show on the on the documentary how it was like half pro wrestling but half like a Saturday Night Live. Where, like they would do like comedy sketches and stuff. I mean, sure, it's like cheesy comedy that like you know, it's not exactly funny. It's just yeah, it's happening in front of you, but it's 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 cute. I I really love it. Oh yeah. So there you go. Glow. See see all of that, folks. All of yeah, it. check it out. Uh, especially if you're a fan of wrestling, uh, yeah. which I know a few of our listeners are. Uh, definitely give it a shot. It's pretty fucking good. So that's Glow. Speaking of. Uh, fiery things streets of fire you watched it in a theater watched it in a theater at uh at where matt the alamo draft house where dreams are made yep Uh, i saw it there and i was like where has this movie been all my life right right (laughs) i have never seen it uh it was only until semi-recently that i first heard about it Exactly. Same here. Surprisingly, uh, I think it wasn't until like I moved to Austin that like people were making a big deal about it. Yeah. Spoiler: It's really good. Oh yeah. So it, it's it's in its own heightened reality, and everything is it's it's basically a, a comic book musical. Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know, uh, I, I first off I'll say seek it out. It's it's on Shout Factory Blu-ray. Yeah, they just put out a terrific uh, restoration of this thing. It looks awesome. I should have bought it when it was on sale, like two weeks ago. It dropped down to like yeah. fifteen bucks. But oh my god, I I really should buy it anyway. Yeah, excuse me, because Bless you. oh man, this movie the the movie begins with a young Diane Lane singing. Really young. <laughs> I think it was like, like twenty. It was like right after she did the fabulous stains. Oh, sorry. I need to see that. The full title is "Ladies and Gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains." Yes, she's like super young in that. I think she's like seventeen in that, and she's kind of like, she kind of plays this. She it's almost like Streets of Fire is like a sequel to Fabulous Stains because in Fabulous Stains she plays like a like a up and coming rock star. And in Streets of Fire, like she is that you know singer, yeah. like uh, superstar. So she starts the movie. The movie starts with her singing, and yeah, and then after that, you just thrown into this surreal, like uh, surreal world uh, where <laughs> I know the backstory of it more. <laughs> I knew the back. I knew like the making of it more than what the actual movie was yeah. about. If that makes sense, because I know uh, Walter Hill, the director. Like he cordoned off this soundstage and like covered it in like a giant tarp to film like to to film like the night sequences like during the day. So it has this like weird like very f- soundstagey feel. Yeah, it's uh, and and uh, our good friend Rocky he he made this point. It's like almost like you're in Gotham City. 
like a very Tim Burton esque sort of. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Aesthetic, and it it has that element. It has that surrealism going for it. It has like a neo noir thing going for it. it. Has like a like a nineteen like fifties like beatnik thing going on. Ah, uh, yeah. So there's like so much going on. It has a leather overalls thing going for it. <laughs> Jesus. What was Willem Dafoe wearing? Yeah, Will- I loved it. Willem Dafoe is the bad guy. He's the leader of this biker gang who kidnaps Diane Lane. Him and his uh, second-in-command, Lee Ving, who listeners probably know as Mr. Body from Clue. <laughs> oh, man. So- it was really cool seeing him pop up. I was like, oh, my God, it's Mr. Body. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it, the, the cast is like, pretty incredible. You, you, have, you have Willem Dafoe, Diane Lane... Um, Bill Paxton shows up in like yes. as the bartender. Yeah, like, he's oh. awesome. Missing a tooth. Missing a tooth. Yeah. <laughs> then you have the lead, who I, uh, Michael Paré. Um, Matt, have you yeah. seen any other Michael Paré movies? No. No, I think. Uh, and he and the thing is, it's weird because he looked super familiar. He looked to me, and this is weird because it came out 1984, the same year as The Terminator. He had, like, a very Kyle Reese look to him. Yes. Yeah, like a very definitive 80s, like, like not slime ball, but kind of greasy hero look. Definite slime ball. <laughs> you can say slime ball. It's fine. Okay, he's a slime ball. But, uh, but like, whatever weird thing he was doing, like, each, it's weird. It's weird, but it works. Each character is doing, like, their own thing. And Rick Moranis. I was going to say, Rick Moranis is doing... I don't know what he's doing. Totally against type here. Like, just playing a total shitbag. Like, when I see Rick Moranis, I don't think total shitbag. But in this movie, it works. So he's the boyfriend of Diane Lane who hires Michael Paré to, to rescue yes. Diane Lane. But Rick, Rick Moranis acts like... Because he's like, you know, four and a half feet tall in real life. I know. <laughs> he's he, so tiny. He acts like he's ten feet tall with like everything I he know. says. Um, yeah, it's love him. It, each, love him. Each and every character is doing something, <laughs> like like they're in their own genre, but together it like works. Uh, it has a, yeah. This movie has a good action, has a good music. It's yeah. It's, it's again. I can't believe it took me this long to see this. So I'm eager to see it again. It's so, quite good. Yeah, I'll pick up the uh, the Shot Factory Blu-ray. Have you? Because you have that Blu-ray, right? Yes. Yes. What have you looked through the special features on there? Uh, a few of them. There's some really good documentaries on there. Yeah, because I I, I want to know more about the making of this because I I read a few things uh, a few years ago about it just because like, like it's it's it was a bizarre because like again Rocky is the one who I I saw it with Rocky he was like hey they're showing Streets of Fire and I go okay I'm there it's a perfect way to see it for the first time is at my favorite thing. oh yeah but uh, he was like oh this is going to be a trilogy. Of movies like the, the but uh, Streets of Fire it didn't happen. Streets of Fire bombed and <laughs> oh the, hardcore the trilogy did not happen. So I'm eager to see. Like I, I wonder if like they're behind they the made a sequel. Stuff. They did make a sequel. Oh god! Apparently it's real bad. What's this? I don't even know. There's a sequel. What's? Uh, hold on a second. I'll find out what it's called. It is. So just filling the air. Diane Lane. No, he, she's not in it. She's not in it? Who's in it? Is it Michael Parry's back? Yes. What? I'm trying to find what it's called. Hold on. Okay. As as you look it up, I'll say... Um, yeah. Diane Lane... Has, Diane, has Diane, Diane Lane ever been bad? I don't think she has. No. Okay, the movie's called Road to Hell. 
Road to Hell. Okay. Yes, uh, it came out in two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it was made in two thousand eight, but it came out this January. What? It's been on the shelf for like ten years. Okay, that that's weird. It's not good. It says here from what I from what I've heard, it's fucking terrible. But it does have songs again by Jim Steinman, Michael huh. Perez in it. Yep, it's a thing. What well, says here? It, it exists. It was inspired by Streets of Fire. So. Yeah, apparently. Well, he plays the same character. Oof, that's yeah, kind of crazy. It's a spinoff of uh, uh, Streets of Fire. <laughs> it says here in the on the Wikipedia. Uh, in no, in November 2013, additional shooting was done with singer <laughs> Joey Fuco from ABC's reality TV show Wife Swap. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, so I, should, I don't think I'll be watching. No, that one. I'm gonna pass on that. But I will pass. say, I mean, I'll probably check out the soundtrack because I do love Jim Steinman. Yeah, I mean, the music in this was so music good. is awesome. Uh, yes, please. The, the final track in it is amazing. Uh, but that's Streets of Fire. So is most of what Jim Steinman does. <laughs> so, speaking of songs... Yes! There are there were songs in the movie you watched. Yes! I finally watched Terrence Malick's uh, Song to Song. It just came out on Blu-ray and DVD. And this is one of my favorite films of the year. And it's one of my favorite um, Terrence Malick films since The New World. Ooh. It's... Yeah, it's uh people complain that this is like it doesn't have like a narrative to it and I don't know what the hell movie they watched, but it has a pretty easy to follow story. Um Ryan Gosling and Rooney Mara, you know, they come to Austin to, you know, make it big in the mu- music scene and uh Michael Fassbender is basically like uh this movie this music producer and they both make these like Faustian deals with him. You know, I'm going to help you with your career, but, you know, I kind of control everything. And Fassbender kind of fucks everything up because, you know, Fassbender is good at that. And everything in this is really, really cool. Uh, It's gorgeous, obviously. I mean, that goes without saying. But the cast is really good. Fassbender is awesome. Gosling's great. Uh, Natalie Portman is awesome. Uh, Patti Smith is terrific in this. She has, like, three or four scenes. And... She is just awesome in this thing. She, you know, talks about her her deceased husband, and that really got got to me. Uh, I just loved her in this. Uh, yeah, song to song is great, and I don't know what people are talking about when they say it's dull or boring. Uh, it has everything you need for a good movie. I mean, it has some great romance. Uh, the music is fucking awesome. Uh, I was looking in the background for you, and you weren't in it, and that was a little bit of a disappointment. And I was like, well, this is in Austin, right? So, yeah, but no, this is really good. I loved Song to Song. I hope more people get to see it. Well, I made the biggest mistake, maybe, of the year when <laughs> this was playing at the South Lamar Draft House. Yeah. And um, I didn't see it. Uh, but oh, yeah, sh- you haven't seen this yet, right? No, I haven't. I should oh, I should have seen it at the Draft House South Lamar because, and I think you can speak to this. Like, was isn't there a scene at the Draft House? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So, and I think that I think the scene that I'm thinking of that I've only read about. I haven't seen the movie, but watch it, please. <laughs> I mean, they shot. Of course, this is Terrence Malick. They shot this like years ago, and it's been in. I'm, I'm sure I th- they. I think they shot this like three years ago, or something like that. Maybe farther, maybe farther back than me. I'm thinking yeah. maybe four. I say four wow. years ago, 
um, crazy. Because they shot it when the old South Lamar was up. Because the South Lamar Draft oh, House, okay. as it is now, it's been they they kind of tore down half of it and rebuilt around it. Um, I mean, they added screens, but it, the 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 area has changed for sure. So to see it on screen. Like how it was before, like before they tore it down, I would have loved to have seen it like in the new theater, <laughs> yeah, at, at this at the uh, South Lamar. That would have been cool, but but I I, I missed that, so I, I'll see it because it just came out on uh, Blu-ray, right? This past yes, week? yeah. So I liked. I will say I liked it a lot more than Knight of Cups, which is one I that which I also really liked, but this just had like a much better flow. Uh, I just think I might have issues with Christian Bale, honestly. I'm like two behind on Malik. I've not uh, seen Nine of Cups. Oh, you haven't seen Nine of Cups or Song to Song, but you've you've seen everything before that, right? Yeah, I've seen. Yeah. To okay, the, that's good. To the Wonder before that, yeah. Ah, To the Wonder, my second favorite Terrence Malick movie. <laughs> I love To the Wonder. It's. <laughs> I think. Uh, no, what, what, what am I trying to say here? I don't know. Terrence Malick movies. Are kind of like they hit me. They they hit close to home. I think more now yeah. than before, because I I don't remember if I told this story on the podcast before, but I'll say. Um, uh, oh God, I'm I'm going blank here. What's the Colin Farrell one? It's it's late, folks. The New World. The New World. I saw the New <laughs> World right before I broke up with my girlfriend. Yes, I knew this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, like, I had ordered um, To the Wonder, and the Blu-ray came, like, <laughs> like I think the day before we broke up, so. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Malick movies, I, I love Are them. good. Are good. <laughs> but, man, did, I haven't seen one since my breakup, so. I should, I should, I should go back to Terrence Malick, well, but. It's- song to Song is very much worth checking out. I, uh, I think you'll like it, only because... You'll be able to watch it and be like, "Oh, I know that place. I know that place." You know I, what I mean? Oh, for sure. Uh, I, I, I'm a. Sucker. That looks familiar. I'm a, I'm a sucker for that stuff. Uh, the, there was that year when um, Frank and Chef. See, came you're out. lucky. You're lucky because things are actually shot in your town in the last thirty years. Hey, uh, the uh, the you have that Snooky show that shot where you <laughs> at your restaurant, right? I think our most famous movie that was shot here is the Amityville Horror from the seventies. How far away do you live from that house? Uh, they, they they redesigned it. They remodeled it. Uh, it doesn't look like that anymore. It's really depressing. I live like five miles, if that. <laughs> it's not that far. Yeah, but I also live by you know the courthouse is there that you know there that's in the movie, the church. Oh geez, I, I yeah I I guess I'm lucky. I yeah. can yeah. I mean I'm that movie's off. old. <laughs> I just I just remember like up in. Like I live in Round Rock, which is like in between. It's a, it's it's close enough to Austin, where it's just like mm-hmm. it's a it's a decent drive. I I have a decent drive every time I go to like the Draft House downtown. Like twenty minutes or so, twenty minutes. Yeah, drive? about twenty minutes on, okay. a, on a good day. But there's a town up north called Georgetown, and there's a courthouse there that's prominent enough that's that. Like if you drive past it, you go, "Oh, that's that's the uh, police station from Grindhouse." So huh. that happens to me more often, where I drive past places and I go, "Oh, that's that from that." It doesn't happen often here. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's fine. I'm just rubbing it in. How lucky I am. 
Yeah, you're a turd. I must. You're a I'm big a old turd. Big old turd. Speaking of turds. Speaking of turds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good transition. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Okay, this, real quick. Uh, you, you go, sorry, because it's your movie. For uh, Real quick, for whatever reason. Oh, I know why, because it was on Stars. <laughs> and I still have hey. Stars. Stars. Season four of Hey Cast is brought to you by Stars. Stars, it is, yes. Get that Stars app on your uh, Xbox One or PlayStation 4. I say, I, I, real quick, I, I'll talk more about Stars when I talk about The Beguiled later. Um, because one thing, one good thing about Stars is they have a lot of Sofia Coppola movies on there. Yes. I highly recommend it for that. And another good thing about Stars, or quote unquote good thing, is they have a lot of 20th, uh, they have a lot of 20th Century Fox movies. Yes. Um, from Speed 2 to Planet of the Apes remake. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Speed uh, 2 Cruise Control. Yes, yeah, Speed 2 Cruise Control. Starring, starring Willem Dafoe. Which I won't talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was crazy. Talk about that real quick. I didn't want to because I didn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm going to talk about the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes, and I never finished it. I gave up three quarters of the way into, oh, man. into Speed 2 Cruise Control. I could not finish it, but it was weird seeing that, and then like a few days later, I went to go see Streets of Fire, and saw like a young Willem Dafoe being equally as creepy. Well, he's good at that. He's, it's kind of his brand. It's it's him. I, what's what's a nice Willem Dafoe role? Like where he's playing a, like like a lovable guy, like a nice guy. Yeah, is there one? <laughs> um, some of the scenes in Spider Man. Yeah, some of them, right? I don't. I don't know. Keep talking, and I'm going to try to find a happy, nice. Okay, Willem find Defoe a nice. Uh, yeah, find a nice Willem Dafoe movie. So, Planet of the Apes. It's on stars. Finding Nemo. How about that? <laughs> what does he play there? The shark, right? He plays Gil. No, he plays the leader of uh, the shark bait gang in the aquarium in the dentist's office. He's the one who gets them out. Oh, I barely remember that movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's who he is in that. He's like the nice guy. Well, there you go. But he's, you don't see his he's, face. He's the hero. You don't see his face. Yeah, but you hear his voice. Name a name a, f- a face where you see role. him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, keep talking okay. about this this movie that Planet exists. of the Apes. Yes. So I was scro- scrolling through stars, and there it was, right next to Speed Two Cruise Control, and I'm like, "What the hell? I'll I'll revisit this movie." <laughs> Why? <laughs> because there's a, there's a new Apes movie coming, and I'm, and I'm like, okay, I'll I'll revisit this just to just to see the bottom. Just to just appreciate the other Oof. films more. Just, just so sorry. Just to see it. I had seen it before on DVD, like when it came out, and I remember I remember just thinking, "This is not good. This is this is not good." So I'm like, "Hey, it's been what like six sixteen years? Like maybe yeah, maybe it, it's aged well." I can affirmatively say it has not aged well. <laughs> <laughs> it is really bad. Um, it is the only redeeming qualities are like the the performances. Like uh, Tim Roth is like pretty good as one I remember the, him being pretty good. One of the bad guys from apes. what I saw of it. Yeah, and Paul Giamatti is does like a pretty good. Uh, uh, I think he's playing like one of the smarter orangutans. But each character, it's they have it. It's it's just a bad movie. There's nothing fun about it. It's just I remember bad. hating it. I watched a half of it uh, about two years ago when I did my, uh, or a year and a half ago when I did my Apes Marathon. 
and I couldn't finish it. I only because well, I was gonna finish it, but it, it, I had like half an hour left, and I had to go to work. So I was like, I'll finish it tonight when I get home. And I just watched something else when I got home because I really couldn't be bothered. Um, I remember being really angry that the the humans could talk oh, in yeah. this. I thought that kind of ruined it. I'm like, why are the, why are the humans talking? Like they they're supposed to be devolved at this point, right? I mean, it it it. It it's like like in the originals, uh, you know, Charlton Heston was the one who could talk, and then the rest were like a bunch of fucking cavemen. But in this, they're just like they look like cavemen, but they talk like normal humans. And I'm like, no, no, that's good. And I remember Paul Giamatti being, you know, whatever in this. Uh, the makeup's great. I'll oh, give yeah. it that. Yeah. And I heard the ending is just dreadful. I remember when I tweeted about watching this one uh, back in the day, uh, back in the day, like a year and a half ago, <laughs> uh, former guest West Anthony is like, wait until you get to the end. You want to shove an ice pick in your eye. <laughs> so, but you know the ending, right? Tell me the ending, please. Oh, here we go. So let me just wrap it up a bit. So, <sighs> so there's no Statue of Liberty, though, right? Oh, oh so you have no idea, right? Not at all. Oh, this is going to be good. Oh, listeners. <laughs> Make me angry, please. Uh, I have to write this down. I have to write this down and put this in the, the clip show I'm going to eventually make. So this is going to be good. But let, let, let me ramp it up a bit. But it's like a, it's a text. I texted. I tweeted this out. It's like a textbook example of how not to make a remake of a classic. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Like you're saying, like they, the humans can talk. There's the, it, that kind of... Uh, I just thro- ruins it. <laughs> throws out that theme about like how the apes treat humans and how they're inferior to them. I mean, they can talk. It, 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 yeah, they can. They can speak. So the, it, that throws that out the window. Uh, what else? The the whole human versus ape battle at the end. It really <laughs> Mark Wahlberg his his reason to to be a part of this battle makes no sense. The, it's shot super dull. I hate the soundstage look of it. Um, no, it's it it there's there's nothing there's nothing going on there that I'm like that I'm like that I can I, that I can grasp to. It, it, this it, is it, good. It's good. No, it's not. <laughs> nothing about it really excited me, like like a normal apes movie would. Because every other apes movie, it's really it's good. Pretty good. <laughs> Even like the fifth one is really good. I think. The the yeah the battle for the planet of the apes it's really good, it's good. I mean, it has like a TV movie vibe, but it's oh, still good. It's still good. Like any of the like social commentary that you'd see in any in any other and the apes TV movie, movie the TV movie isn't really a dig because at that point the Planet of the Apes TV show was happening. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, and it was the fifth one in in the franchise, and yeah, they just money was running low. Yeah, they released it I think a year after the fourth. But one. it's good. But it's, it's really it's good. good. It's and good. I love all the scenes where like uh, when they're like going through like uh, the corridors and stuff, like going towards the lab. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, I like that movie. See, I guess my main point is the other movies in this series, and even like the the, the reboot series, and it has John Huston. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, and, yeah. And Paul awesome. Williams is in it, right? The fifth one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Each and every one of the Apes movies has something to say. Has like a yes. like a social commentary to it. Something unique to offer. But Tim Burton's movie is it's just garbage. It's well, flat. Before you get to the garbage. before you get to the ending of. 
Tim Burton's movie. I would like to uh, give you an internet high five for having the same uh, favorite apes movie as I do. Yeah, my favorite is Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Fuck yes, especially that unrated version. Yeah. I mean, oh, uh, that ending. Oh, that ending. Oh, man, it's mean. I, I quickly mention it because we don't have time, but I wrote about Conquest of the Planet of the Apes for Talk And I wrote Society. about the first one. Yeah. So go back and read that, folks. Because um, revisiting it, I'm like, man, this is super brutal. The ending is, yeah. su- the ending is super dark of the unrated version. Um, that's the one I recommend, folks. And it's pretty much the prototype for, like, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, the the new Apes movies, and I can't wait to watch War for the Planet of the Apes. But oh the my new, God, yes! The new the new Apes movies are they're doing something smart. They're going back and like getting themes and ideas from like the fourth and fifth movies. Even mm-hmm. like they're going through the entire franchise, like to smart. to to pick apart, not pick apart, just just to choose like what worked best in those movies and bring them into this new franchise. Hell yeah! So which is what movies should do. <laughs> and it's something that's Burton's apes fails at completely. <laughs> I believe it. So the movie starts with Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Like with monkeys and in a space station, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and a, a monkey. Because why not? A monkey in like a space capsule gets lost in space, and Mark Wahlberg is upset about this and wants to track down this monkey because I guess he's friends with a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so that's hey, it's my friend. <laughs> that's I think that's what he literally says. It's like I'm gonna save this monkey because he's my friend. <laughs> but yeah, that's his purpose <laughs> in the movie to, to save his save his, his monkey, friend. monkey friend. Ape. So yes, sorry, ape. So I get yelled at all the time for that <laughs> shit. <laughs> so he lands on this planet, and you see, it's like not Earth. Like, that's another yeah. stupid thing. It makes it very clear that it's like an alien planet. So he lands on this alien planet where there are apes and 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 uh, and uh, humans. And then, like at, at the very end of the movie, you find out that the space station he's on. There are the humans on that space station. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the space station crash lands on this planet. And the apes that they the, that they had on the space station, they evolved into the apes on the planet. So that's the okay. twist. Okay, that's the first that's, twist. That's the first. That's twist. a bad twist. Yeah. So, but but oh, and there's a what? time there's a time travel element to it too. Sorry, Matt. <sighs> they go through like a, a space time wormhole, and okay. that that's why the space station lands like like 500 years before Mark Wahlberg lands. So see. That's the okay. so that's what they're trying to do. It's kind of like a escape from the Planet of the Apes type of thing. Okay. So that's dumb. That's for sure dumb. Yeah, it okay. is. But then uh, I think I think West is right. I want to shove an ice pick in my eye. Oh, but just wait, man. Just wait. Oh, it's gonna happen. Isn't so it? Mark Wahlberg, he's like, okay, my my uh, space station buddies, they're dead. So I, but luckily, I have like another space capsule here. So he gets on the space capsule. He says goodbye to the Planet of the Apes. He he goes through the time wormhole. He makes it to Earth. He lands on he lands on Earth, present day Earth. Okay. He crash lands in Washington D.C. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he gets out of the space capsule. Okay. He's on the steps of the uh, Lincoln Memorial. 
and a bunch of ape senators come out and say hello. No, <laughs> it's it's the middle of the night. There's nobody there. He he climbs the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and he sees what Matt on the uh, sitting there where Lincoln should be. Ape Lincoln. Ape Lincoln. <laughs> right, really? Yes. Ape Lincoln? You know, like Ape... Li- oh my god. No. I, I don't think he's named Ape Lincoln, but it's... <laughs> he should be. Lincoln as as an ape is there. And and oh and then god. And then uh, ape cops come in, ape reporters come in, and they surround him. <laughs> Can't. And that's the end of the movie, so... I just Googled it. I just Googled Ape Lincoln. And it, and it popped up... <laughs> <laughs> this movie's so fucking stupid. I, I really want to shove a fucking ice pick in my eyes. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, so that's the end of Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. But the I one, will say that when I watched it, I did enjoy the Charlton Heston cameo. Oh, I did not like that. Like, oh, I liked it. It seemed very. F- I. Uh, it seemed very like a lot of like a lot of moments in this movie. It was a good connection. It seemed no. It seemed very forced. Like, well, yeah, of course it's forced. It's a fucking Charlton Heston cameo when he's 108 <laughs> years old. It kind of made, it made me feel kind of like, ugh, this is. I can't. Uh, can't. Ape Lincoln. But anyway, I fucking can't. I, I read on the uh, I read on the Wikipedia that Paul Giamatti wanted to do sequels because he wanted to uh, see play Ape, Ape Lincoln. Yeah, play play apes like in. In, in present day, like have them Stop be it. no, have them be senators, like you were saying, like having them be senators, smoke cigars, drink brandy. So, so worst Tim Burton movie, yes. <laughs> well, Alice in Wonderland and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory exist. Uh, I kind of like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, I do not. It's okay, but no, Alice in Wonderland is terrible. It's 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 even worse than that. It's it's Ugh. bad because it, it, it would probably be his worst movie then. I think so. I think it's his worst. Yeah. There's no. There's like one redeemable quality in it, and it's like the the eight performances. But that's it. Everything else, yeah. it's It pisses all over the original Apes movies. It, Zero out of ten. Worst Burton. It's bad. It's like a one star movie. Yeah, because I think that's that's when. Yeah, that was. Yeah, right. That's when uh, Burton started to be not as great as he was. You know, the '90s were over, and he kind of just shit no. the bed. Sleepy wasn't Sleepy Hollow '99. Right before it, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oof! Then he just went downhill. Yeah. Oh, I love Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> but uh, but that is Planet of the Apes. Do not watch this movie. Ape Lincoln. Um. But if you want to watch Sleepy Hollow, it's on Amazon Prime streaming. There you go. You should check that out because it's a really fucking good movie. <laughs> And watch like any other Tim Roth movie. <laughs> I mean, he does commit to the role. He's he's watch, watch the new Twin Peaks. You'll be fine. <laughs> you got your Tim Roth. Yeah, watch that that episode he's on. But the fucking, I got, we were cracking up with the Cheetos in her back pocket. We were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> Here's a snack for the road. I'm like, "Oh my god, you're gross." And that's not a spoiler because it's too like too random. So n- yeah, it's a, Cheetos. <laughs> They're Cheetos in the new Twin Peaks. Spoiler alert. Oh, my God. Product placement in a David Lynch movie. Oh. But now, but, yeah. So, maybe just for, like, the Tim Roth performance. And, oh, Michael Clark Duncan, uh, Helen Bottom Carter. Like, they're pretty good. I wish they were in a better movie. Yeah. I really that wish. creepy-ass romance. Oh, yeah. It, they, oh, I, I also tweeted you know, this we're out. Good on, we're, we're good on all that bullshit. Uh, just YouTube... Uh, 
Rick Baker doing makeup for it, and you'll be good. That's it was, all you need. Matt, it was, like, super creepy. Like, it is. the first scene... And I'll say this, Mark Wahlberg is a terrible leading man in this. He has uh-huh. no charisma. He has a face. He has, like, two faces. Like, surprise Mark Wahlberg, and, like, angry Mark Wahlberg. And that's it. Like, <clears throat> he uses surprise Mark Wahlberg, like, 99% of the movie, and then he's, like, angry, like, one time. When he sees Ape Lincoln. <laughs> Uh, but he has this stupid face, and he has this stupid face. Fuck him. But the one thing that like works and that that shouldn't work is like his chemistry with Helena Bonham Carter. Cause, it's creepy because like as soon as they are on screen, there's like this sexual tension that is like super off-putting because it's like I, I it was like Shades of Avatar. It's like two Oof. like interspecies like uh, beings wanting to just have sex with each other. You immediately get that with a Helen Bottom Carter and Mark Wahlberg, so, uh, so it's 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 an odd movie. It's an odd movie, and this is the movie that Tim Burton uh, fell in love with Helen Bonham Carter with because they got together right, right after this. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> you should cut out a lot of that conversation because that went on way too long for a movie that we weren't going to talk much about. Uh, this episode is already too long, so. Maybe we just got the whole thing. <laughs> I cut out oh, all the Planet of the Apes thing. Uh, so, listen, we have three more movies left, okay? Let's just do them real quick. Let's do them real quick. Okay, Belco. You saw Belco, yes? I watched the Belco experiment. Um, real quick, would have been great, but there were guns in it for some reason, and I did not care for that because it kind of takes away the tension, and you're in an office building. Kill people with office supplies. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Fair enough. I thought it was just fine. Oh, you saw it? I did. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I talked about it on the show, didn't I? Maybe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's fine. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. It's fine. It's, it's okay, but why? Why guns? Come on, man. I don't know. It, it's and, it, and even if even though there there could have been guns, but they got them way too early. It's uh, it it uh, it's bleakness. I think it pulls it off really well. The bleakness is good, and I like uh, Fitz in this movie. Okay. I don't know his name, but he plays the boss. He's on Scandal. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. I I know who you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? And yeah, yeah, yeah no, that, that guy. It's that guy. So yeah, Boko. You think you? I don't. I don't think you like it as much as I do. I think it's fine. it's it's fine. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. I mean, I don't, I, 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 I don't think I will, but that's fine. Anyway, so that's Belko. and you saw a movie I still haven't seen. I'm kind of hoping... But, they, it's, but it's playing in your living room. I'm hoping... I know it's not going to happen. There's no chance of it. But I'm hoping, like, there's a 35mm print in L.A. Which is, which is playing at the New Beverly. At the New Beverly, at Tarantino's. Which uh, one of our guests, uh, Owen, saw it. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. But I, I, I'm, I'm like, Draft House, just just send an email to New Beverly and say, like, hey, can we borrow this print of Jaw? And they'll Come be like, on. no. <laughs> Sons of bitches. But you saw but hey, uh, Akja. Yes. Akja! Yes, about the super pig. And uh, it's really good. I loved it. It's um, it's one of my favorite films of the year. And I, I know I just said that about, you know, song to song. song yeah. But I mean it for this one as well. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, this one's great. Uh, I love everyone in it. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal works on another level than most humans. And he is off the charts in this frickin' thing. Uh, Okjaf currently stands as my third favorite film of the year. Oh, wow. It, it's quite good. Uh, Song to Song is number five, by the way. But yeah, Okja's great. 
I uh, love it, and I plan on watching it again probably this weekend. Huh? Uh, again, I, I I just I guess I just need to just watch it at home. I, I, I mean, I've only seen three of this guy's movies, and this is probably my favorite of his. Hmm. So yeah, it's quite good. Everyone should see this because it's playing in your living room. <laughs> it's on Netflix, in case you didn't know. Yes. Yeah. As Rob Trench would say, it's another hit from the bong. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, hey, I saw, and this is the last movie we'll talk about. I saw my third favorite movie of the year, as well. You vengeful bitch! <laughs> I saw The Beguiled. Oh, I'm jealous. So, as I mentioned before. I went through kind of a uh, a Sofia Coppola marathon thanks to Stars because Stars, as of this recording, I'm pretty sure it still has Lost in Translation somewhere, the version Suicides and Marie Antoinette. And you didn't talk about that last time. No, I didn't. I think at that point I was about to watch him. I didn't yes. watch him because we we haven't recorded it like in two weeks. I think so. Yeah. Real real quick before you get to the beguiled Marie Antoinette, what'd you think of it? I liked I. There is not, I'll say it, there's not a Sofia Coppola movie I don't like. Okay, good, because I loved Marie Antoinette. I, oh, Matt, I'm having, it's weird. I'm having like there, a, 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 I need to write something or just do something because there's this Kirsten Dunst, like, reappreciation I'm having right now. Same here. She is fantastic. Yes, she's always been great. Always. And, like, okay, Virgin Suicides, I had not seen that. It was my first time watching it last week. I haven't seen that either. Oh, Matt, please watch it. It is so good. Like, I'm looking uh, at the DVD. It's on my shelf. Sophia Coppola, Sophia Coppola has not made a bad movie. Even, like, Bling Ring is my least favorite. I like that one. It's still good. It's still good. I still, I still like it. It's not bad. But, the only one I haven't seen is uh, Somewhere. Oh, Somewhere? Okay. And she has made a bad movie. No, she hasn't. The Bill oh, Christmas special. No, I like that movie. I like it. I hate it. I like it. I like it. Ugh, it's fucking dreadful. It's it, it's good. I like it. No, it's not. It's good. I like it. Sure, <laughs> surely good. you jest. I like you were it. Joking, I like it. I, I think I remember t- uh, tweeting you saying, I like this movie. I like... It's not even a movie. It's a Netflix thing. It's, it's special. It's a Christmas special. Oh, yeah, because Netflix things aren't movies. Got it. <laughs> anyway. Sure thing, Jeremy. Uh... No, they are not. This is Jeremy. No, they are not. A film must be on film on 35mm or nothing. I hate you, Jeremy. Goodbye, Matt Curio. But no, okay. He just, he just floats away. It's pretty wonderful how Jeremy just appears. Okay, so. There's a uh, puff of smoke and he's here. But yes, Marie Antoinette. So, yes, I've had a. Uh, for the past, like, two weeks now, I've had, like, a love affair with, you know, uh, Kirsten Dunst roles. So she's great in. In Marie Antoinette. Yes. I love her in that movie. The movie is, is gorgeous. It is. It's... Because, like, if... if Sophie, Sophie Coppola... Like, I like... I, I love her as a filmmaker. Like, she knows what she's doing. There, that's one thing I learned in, like, in the, like, the last two weeks. With, like, my Sophia Coppola, you know, rewatches and first-time watches. And with The Beguiled. Like... A movie like Marie Antoinette, like she, like she comes from like royalty herself, Coppola, mm-hmm. Sofia Coppola. So it makes complete sense for her to make a movie about you know royalty, like real life royalty, and and like put that spin of like adding like this music from <laughs> this, mu- this soundtrack from like the eighties and nineties, and putting it in Marie Antoinette, 
And Speaking just, of the soundtrack, there's one scene in Marie Antoinette that is so on brand for me that I rewound it and watched it again and again. Uh, uh, it's when she's running through the hallway and that Stroke song comes on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, that is very much me. <laughs> and then you have, you know, Kirsten Dunst just not going for an English accent, just going for like a... Hell no. Why would she? It's like a normal, I think just like a, almost, it's not Valley Girl, but just a very Kirsten Dunst, I guess, accent. <laughs> like, I will say I was disappointed in one aspect of the movie. What is that? Okay, I had never seen it, and then, you know, over the years I would see pick people when they would write about it, they would use an image of Kirsten Dunst and Jason Schwartzman looking at a MacBook. <laughs> you thought, and I you thought, thought that, that was in the, the movie? movie? <laughs> because everyone was like, oh, Marie Antoinette is so anachronistic. Like, they, she uses songs that aren't from the period and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, so she's going to have them on a laptop and like, have it be like, modern? <laughs> like, there's going to be a DJ at her party? That's, like, that's weird. I thought that would have been fucking awesome. But she didn't do it, and I understand why. But that's the version in my head. <laughs> the version in your head would have had her, Marie Antoinette, playing music off a MacBook. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, Marie Antoinette, it, I don't know why. People underestimate that movie. They underappreciate that movie. So please watch it. It's good. Uh, who, who wrote about it? Uh, was it uh, Manish wrote about Manish, Marie, yes. Marie, Anto- uh, Marie Antoinette uh, two weeks ago when we had her Sofia Coppola? Yes. Retrospective Retro, on Talking yeah. Society. Uh, read that article. It, it actually made me want to watch because at that point when I uh, same here, I actually uh, I read that and then immediately put the DVD in. Yeah, when I published it because I was the one editing that, I read it and I'm like, oh, I need to see this. I had not yeah. seen it before. It's pretty good. So that uh, Virgin Suicide, Matt. I'm telling you, as yes, I know. Jesus, uh, an early Kirsten Dunst performance, and she's like so good in that. I, I ugh. anyway. She's a local girl. Of course I love her. Virgin Suicides. Uh, then I rewatched Lost in Translation. That still holds up. It, I of think course. It's one of those movies I'm going to keep watching until I die and just love, like, with each rewatch. It speaks to me on many levels that I can't, like, really express right now. But, oh, it's, 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 it's good. Um, and then Somewhere. Somewhere is one I saw back when it came out like in theaters mm-hmm. and I was kind of like I was like uh, not confused just befuddled by it I was like huh okay uh, then I thought about it it's stayed in my mind like ever since it came out like I like every once in a while I think back I'm like oh somewhere like I just remember there's a scene in it where um, oh my gosh what is, is it Stephen Dorff who's the, the lead in somewhere uh yes yeah there's a scene where he is like just in his hotel room, laying down and watching like two strippers like on you know two separate strip, uh, stripper poles just dancing, and it it's like an extended scene. It's uh it's like five minutes, <laughs> just him staring at these two strippers dancing. It's like it's each like almost every scene is like it's a uh, it, it's mesmerizing. Like it it's it, it, have to see this. It's more of like an experimental film than anything. Right? That's it, what I've heard. But it's like, but after seeing it again just now, just in the last two weeks, I'm like, oh, I love this movie now. Let's check it out. It's very much like Marie Antoinette on some levels. Excellent. Like she knows uh, how you know whether you're a celebrity or not, whether you have this this power, you know, that's given to you one way or another. You're still very much human, and you still very much feel alone. 
even though you have everything. So she definitely knows how to accentuate that in her movies, which leads us to The Beguiled, which is Ooh. very much different than her her last few movies because before this, like she made Bling Ring somewhere and Marie Antoinette's. So Beguiled, ugh. <laughs> it's my third favorite movie of the year. Oh, it's up there. I think it may be because I, I love every Sofia Coppola movie pretty much. So it's it's maybe like mid range Sofia Coppola, but it's still outstanding. The cinematography is amazing. Each and every performance, the cast, the ensemble is maybe my favorite ensemble of the year. Nice because uh, you have Nicole Kidman, you have Kirsten Dunst, you have oh god, who else is in it? Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning, Colin Farrell. And I forget, I have to look this up. These, uh, There's like at least another child actress who uh, I'm like, hey, I've seen her before. So each and every role is like perfectly cast. Hey, very much like Spider-Man Homecoming. But yeah, the the story. And I, I have to see the original of The Big God because there's a Clint Eastwood version directed by Don Siegel. Me too, I gotta see that. Which I've read. Because uh, like our writer on the site, Will, he published a beguiled compare and contrast article comparing the two movies. Yeah. Uh, the first one apparently is very much male, uh, male gaze oriented, and, and I'll say the beguiled is very much female gazed because our, I guess the lead character in both, quote unquote, the lead character is this Civil War soldier who stumbles on this. School for Girls, led by, in the new version, Nicole Kidman. And then he uses his male power to kind of get what he wants through the movie. So, yeah, I need to see the original, because this one for sure (laughs) focuses on the women and the power over Colin Farrell, is what I'll say. So, uh, it works. Uh, Again, the performances, the cinematography... Uh, I I walked out of the theater because I saw this at a... My re- local theater still has it, so I will get to see it soon. Yeah, please do. There, I'll say this. If about- anything, I'm just going to order a ticket on Fandango so I can get that free t-shirt. <laughs> what does the t-shirt say that they're given on Fandango? It, it has vengeful bitches on the front of it. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> it is... Uh, oh, God. There's. I'd wear that every fucking day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Nicole, get- Nicole Kidman gives one of the best performances of the year. And one of my favorite moments of the movie and of like the entire year is like a glance she gives Colin Farrell during one moment in the film. I'm excited. In my theater, there I I burst out laughing because I was ex- it, it wasn't like out of it wasn't because it was funny because I was just like excited. <laughs> you you kind of laughed. You're like, holy shit, that's great. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. So, yeah, that's the beguiled. I was. Very much blown away by it. Were you beguiled by I it? was beguiled by the beguiled. <laughs> but yeah, so if, if you're a fan of Sofia Coppola, you may go into this expecting one thing, but it's, 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 I think it's more understated than her previous work. Cool. Um, it's not as like, I like guess flashy is the word. Like it's not as flashy as okay. like the bling ring. Yeah. Or, uh, there are no uh, anachronistic music drops in this, unfortunately. Although, or MacBooks. There are no, there are no MacBooks. Uh, it's it's definitely more a time period piece. It's more that than like um, uh, Marie Antoinette. Because Marie Antoinette, yeah, it's set in a certain period. But 
Okay. Know, like, bef- like you know, like we said before, it throws like these, these uh, anachronistic songs and, uh, but no, but the big guy is very much like it's like she's playing in a uh, in a romantic set piece arena. She's using that to her full extent, but again, it's it, she 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 turns the tables on like what you'd expect from a movie like this. So, yeah, that's the beguiled. Okay, one of the best movies of the year. That's it. Go see it. It is good. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I like it a lot. Me me want. Yeah. So please. So Matt, I recommend to you watch the beguiled, but watch Virgin Suicides because that is amazing. <laughs> okay, I, I will. I, I can't believe it took me that long to watch it. It's so good. Okay picked that up at a yard at a garage sale last summer for like 50 cents on dvd that's a deal i mean that's a yeah. steal yeah 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 it was awesome yeah so i if it wasn't before like i understand more i understand sofia coppola more now than i did before and she is for sure one of my favorite filmmakers working today so yay all thanks to stars godfather three <laughs> <laughs> kidding Okay, so... She's not terrible at it. I think that's the show. It is. What a way to end the show. I sent you that picture, by the way. What picture? Go check your Twitter DMs. Ah, uh, let me check. So... I want, I want you to use this for the uh, image for the episode. Oh, the MacBook thing? Yes. <laughs> I think I may have seen that picture. It's loading. It's, it, there it is. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was in the movie. Oh, uh, you're, you're a silly person, man. Oh, whatever. Uh, anyway, Matt, I don't think we have yeah. time for a game. I think, I think no, it's, we don't. it's too late. Because I'm sleepies. Yeah. Uh, it's sorry. like 1.30. It's 1.30 where you are. It's 12.30 where I am. And i got to get up early to write an article. Let's end the show. Because I'm the worst. <laughs> That's an off-mic conversation. Let's, let's, hey. let's, <laughs> let's end the show with some on-mic conversations. Uh, Matt... Well, actually, yes. no, I'm sorry. Jeremy, plugs. Where can the people find you online? Yeah, Jeremy, where can we find you? In a you, dumpster somewhere? You can find me on Letterboxd at letterboxd.com slash filmman1995. Oh, you're young. <laughs> and you can also find my, my writing at jeremyfilm.net. Dot blogspot.com. <laughs> there you go. That's Jeremy. Thanks for coming on, Jeremy. And Matt, hey, what about you? Fuck you, Jeremy. Plugs, Matt. As usual, you can find me on Twitter, at TheRealMattC, and you can find me on Letterboxd under the same name to make sure I'm not lying about what movies I've seen. And you can find me over at Talk Film Society, where I do stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Check out out the Planet of the Apes article. It's really fun. There you go. Check that out. I don't know. (laughs) You are tired or cranky. I don't know what's going on. I'm sleepy. As for me... At Marcelo J. Pico on Twitter. Do that. TalkFilmSociety.com. Hey, do that. Damn right. All the other podcasts I do. This is the 200th... 200 and... 201st? I can't talk anymore. I'm tired, too. Right, this may be the 202nd, because like, I think I have, there's a Soderbergh podcast after this. Anyway, I crossed 200... So go listen back. Yay. Go listen back to every single podcast I've done. Do it. Go back and listen to the first Haycast episodes. Go back and listen to Die Hard for National Film Registry. Go back and listen to hey, listen to the latest one, Soderbergh twenty eight twenty eight. 
Like I can Ma- attest, it's great. Like Matt did. I mean, it's fine. No, oh, <laughs> shut up. I'm kidding. It's it's pretty good. I'm proud of that show. I mean, I'm proud of this show, Matt, but I'm proud of every show I do. But the thing I love about Silver... You should be. The, I am. I love Silver 2820 because uh, we're going to end soon. And I think uh, the 28 episodes we've produced, or we are going to produce... Uh, as a complete thing, it's it's it stands up pretty well. So it's ending soon because we're on episode twenty three at this point. So we have just five more to go, and that's it. Uh, but of course, we might do like an episode after that. First, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. It may not be the end, but anyway, podcast. Listen to them. And that's it. And with that, let's uh, close the show with our signature catchphrase. Fuck you, Jeremy. I mean, <laughs> so long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks, and keep on watching. Oh, yeah, that one. It's It's a a bit. bit.